1: sports with drunk i'm your host is cupcake the riddler and i'm joined by Mock sheen washable nope and the red baron yeah.
2: kind of missing some people today
1: <laughs> yep jmart's out uh just his faja's birthday today happy birthday lenny shout out lenny
2: you know jeff
0: also owed the shot for shot trivia so and kyle owed, uh, owes two shots now right so who would like an nfl question Mark, <laughs> Mark also owes a shot
2: Yeah, I was hoping you forgot about that. (laughs) No. Because I was originally wrong, but then Jeff snuck in and was wrong No, you owe a
1: shot for leaving early. Oh. But you can Uh, owe two if you'd like. No, no, no. Okay.
2: I'm going to try and come up with a question really quick. Oh, God, I didn't grab my beer out of the fridge. (laughs)
0: Mine (laughs) Um, are also in the fridge. (laughs) Uh,
1: What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. uh, And then the man of many names is not with us because this is the time of the year where he's the man of many fantasy football teams
0: i don't know how he keeps track of it sure it's um, like <laughs> he's he's what he's in three already that that he's he's already drafted
1: for so he's got one with his uncle that he, him and i are in and then he's got the reason he's not here today is because the one that he's doing today is it's a 200 hundred dollar buy-in that he does with his cousin eric and uh like it's like a big huge live draft thing it's a really complicated way that they do it because it's a it's, auction style. Yeah, it's auction style. So it's, and there's, they play like every position. It's like quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a defense, a kicker, two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs, a yeah. f- offensive and defensive flex, a kicker, and a defense. <laughs> or no, no, a defense, a kicker, sorry. Oh, yeah. But basically, the way it works is like you just, they pick a position, and everybody's team name goes in a hat. Or I mean, all the positions are in a hat. They yeah. pick out a position. Everybody writes down, like, the top three players that they want and how much money they'd be willing to spend because you only have $200. Right. So if it's, you know, if it comes out and it's running back and, you know, you're willing to spend half of your $200 on Le'Veon Bell, then so the way it works is, and then, you know, if nobody duplicates, if everybody writes down somebody different, they get that player for that amount of money. But if the three of us were doing it and we each wrote down Le'Veon Bell for a different dollar amount, whoever was willing to pay the most gets them.
2: Hmm. The other two get nothing.
1: But it, it you know, it gets shitty because one, you only get like three waiver moves a week. So if you That'd like kill me, if you draft like Aaron Rodgers for eighty bucks and he's on his buy, you either don't play a quarterback or you risk cutting him and someone else buying him. Vice versa, a guy in their league last year spent one hundred and seventeen dollars on David Johnson and he was out by week three for the season.
0: Wow. Well. I assume that certain positions, you know, get cheaper so you can fill a whole roster. Or well, it's
2: it, it it's it depends where you put your value. Yeah. So like last year, I know Kyle got Lashawn McCoy, I think, for like five bucks because no one else thought of him. Yeah. So he had like one of the top performers last year, super cheap. They got Aaron Donald for a dollar.
1: Well, it's one of those things too, because it's like there's no draft board in front of you, mm-hmm. so you don't. It's not like on Yahoo or ESPN where you just see like. The top 700 players ranked one through 700, and you just so you just kind of scroll down and you're like, oh, I forgot all about Carson Benjamin or Kelvin. Be- <laughs> yeah, like you know, like there's like these people like, oh wow, Cam Newton or whatever. And so, um, yes, yeah, so you can you can like get steals and stuff. And the other thing too is like Kyle's smart. Kyle does a lot of research into these things, and he you know he does a good job with these types of things. So Kyle he goes out and spends big money on like maybe two or three players that he'll eat a zero for. But the rest of them are all expendable players. He's mm. not going to care if he has to cut, and it works. You know, like I said, you, like last year he had they spent like twelve or like fifteen dollars on Big Ben, and he started off the season sucking ass. So when the Steelers buy came, they dropped him and picked up Jared Goff, and it worked.
2: Yeah, it was funny. We were talking about this the other day, and Jack on our softball team called Kyle the Rain Man of fantasy football. <laughs> I was like, that's very funny. Kyle's was just a Rain Man. <laughs> Starting
0: lineup.
1: Starting lineup. Uh, I'll go first. From the forgotten land of St. Louis, Missouri,
2: uh, 5.9% natural ice.
1: Ooh. It's what was in the cooler.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, I believe, a continuation from my beer last week. A Dogfish Head 60-minute IPA. No, two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? Last week was the Red Dog 30. Oh, that's right. Last week was the Red. But yeah, another
0: 60-minute. Really good beer. Yep. Yeah. Kendall? From parts unknown, I have <laughs> Schaeferhofer. It's a grapefruit beer, and I know what you're gonna say. And I just grabbed it because it's 3.2 percent, and I have to work later. So, 3.2 percent. It's like a soda. No. That's all I got. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I, had, no I had three sitting in my room. I was like, you know what? We're just gonna take these. Took all three. I took all three. One for each hour. Really record for seven minutes. Oh. And uh, we're going to be a little bit over today. Good.
1: Today so, yeah, I did my first fantasy draft. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> don't
2: you hate that after you draft it and you're like, ooh. I just
1: don't care. Like, I don't know. It's like the running backs, like the way they were ranked. Like, like you have like rounds one and two where you pick them. And then all the other running backs, if you pick them like rounds three through six, you like re for somebody. Like, it's just the drop-off is, like, insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. I picked Brady, though.
2: So, moving on.
1: (laughs) Adam Thielen, David Johnson, and then my second running back is Tariq Cohen. That's how bad I did. Um, And then I got Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Manuel Sanders, some guy, some running back from the the, uh, Seahawks that I don't know. Uh, Somebody who only played two games. Carson Wentz, Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Crowell. Austin Safarian Jen- or Jenkins, Justin Tucker, and Chicago's defense. Good receiving core, terrible running backs.
2: Well, no, I mean, Cohen will get some, is it PPR?
1: Yeah, but I think it's like a half a point per recession. Uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll have you know that, like, the, like after all the good tight ends go, like, right at the cream of the crop of the mid-range guys is Charles Clay. Nice. Yes.
0: Remember the, the joke, Charles Clay will ruin your fantasy team?
1: <laughs> nope, he just ruined yours. Note that Rebecca's making, I'm assuming, some sort of puzzle piece thing that has to do with like all the teachers in her school are making, or her classroom, or whatever. But she actually had to look up the WWE logo to draw it. It's just two W's. That's what it's line. been forever.
0: Yeah, why, why are you putting that on anyway? Hold on. Oh, it's like an interest thing? Oh. Yeah. Right, well, we're we're plotting <laughs> you back So, again, moving on.
2: really do you have a toast to excellence?
1: Uh, I did, but I forgot it. <laughs> I was thinking about it on the way <laughs> over. I do. Throwback
0: I have, jerseys. Uh, throwback jerseys. <laughs> again. Uh, how about Adrian Peterson? Ooh. Hey. You know, get, Signing get, with the Redskins? Hey, you know, you get another year to play. I don't know. I thought it was exciting. I, uh... I thought I thought he was just going
2: to go to a contending team and really chase the ring. I mean,
0: yeah, I was going to try to defend I the just, Redskins. I don't know. Like,
1: I, I mean, like you think he can like do well for them because they don't really have like a set back that's going to like get all the snaps. But it's just not the right running back for Alex Smith. No. Alex Smith needs someone that can catch the ball.
2: Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson yeah. there is going to be good with Alex Smith.
1: Well, not now because they're going to give all the carries to Adrian Peterson, and they're going to just well, they're going to carry him into the
2: ground. What cause... I mean is Th- Thompson is more like the receiving. Yeah, I mean, I don't, not I don't as know good. If but use him dual
1: because the thing is they didn't like they didn't use him dual last year, and like Cousins could have benefited from him.
2: I don't know. Yeah, Peter's... I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I'm happy he's still playing, but yeah, I, it wasn't really exciting. Should went to the Lions. That would <laughs> be cool. Blunt. Chase the ring. Set you up for success. Get with
1: LeGarrette. Shut up. All right. Uh, my toast of excellence is to Kevin White for finally catching his first touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> it was wide open in the back of the end zone. <laughs> or, sorry, at the three-yard line. And then he walked in with it. Of, who's that, like,
2: new Bears receiver that's kind of setting the world on fire? Oh, Wims? Is that his name? Yeah. Wims like caught, the... like, a fucking
1: dope shit pass <laughs> in the back of the end zone. I'm honestly... he overtook Trubisky? I wouldn't be mad if Trubisky didn't start... Chase Daniel started. He's killing it, and no, Wims was just like Daniels. Just kind of like lofted it. It was a little high, but Wims, like he just he went up and he got it, and like half of his body was out of the end zone, and he just toe tapped two feet inside and got the touchdown.
2: My toast, not not to a professional squad, but Riverhead Irrigation. I knew it. I knew it was coming. That is our softball team. Hey, listen. You guys were there when our team was terrible. <laughs>
0: we were on the team when it was terrible.
2: <laughs> I wasn't. We 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 won the C division playoffs. It was good. A couple of good games. Move over B. Very Unsure. Now you're going up. They, they're talking leaving everything the same. I think if I'll you win, two, you go in. up.
0: And then if you're in A division, you go to the very bottom. If you win, <laughs> you start <laughs> over. A... Really set the a few the... easy <laughs> seasons under <laughs> your belt. Oh no, I don't have an opener.
1: So I'm food. concerned because mine didn't make the sound. It just it just made the metal sound. <laughs> so, this is probably motor oil. Um,
2: I'm gonna. Stand you know, a guy in... at my
1: work drank a quarter of that one time. He didn't even
2: <laughs> die. Wow. I'm gonna stand in for Jmart Mart and um, ask the question. Um. Well, Rebecca, you're gonna have to answer. <laughs> um, we is saw. Mic on? We'll get around. We saw this week. That uh, Julius Thomas is retiring to pursue a doctorate to study brains.
0: Good for him, I guess. Should have been your toast excellence.
2: <laughs> well, no.
0: Riverhead <laughs> irrigation.
2: But uh, I'm looking at his stats here, and we'll, we'll just go straightforward. How many career-receiving touchdowns does Julius mm. Thomas have?
1: So all you have to pretty much figure out is how many he got when he was on the
2: Broncos and had nothing. <laughs>
0: He he played for seven seasons. Seven seasons. seasons. Um, I'm going to be totally off base. I know it. Um, Let's go with he had 21. Let's say 33.
3: 27.
2: Kyle texted in and said 406. (laughs) So he's wrong. He had 36 career touchdowns. It's close. Man, Paul's been right on the money. He's.
1: He caught a lot of touchdowns with Peyton Manning. He did. But then you got to remember, like, like, three of those seasons that, like, he wasn't with Peyton Manning. One of them he was hurt. The other one he was in Jacksonville.
0: <laughs> Which is like being hurt. So, so the two
2: <laughs> seasons, I believe, he played with Peyton. He had 12 touchdowns in each, re- <laughs> each season. Wow. Yeah. Um,
1: and before Peyton got there, he was just another one of
2: the serviceable tight ends. <laughs> that well, Denver. He, he had no touchdowns oh, before in Peyton. his first two seasons.
1: Oh. Wow. Was he a starter? Um no no but i don't think denver really had a starting tight end until Peyton kind of like started targeting somebody so
2: so he came in in 2011 he played five games he started one um he only had one reception i hate that that's like my least favorite stat it's like
1: like unless you're like like for me it should be like quarterbacks and linemen running backs <laughs> offensive linemen and your number one receiver are who deserve starts and not starts like like your tight end is just like okay like but if you're coming out of the gate and you know like Aaron Rodgers if you're going to come out and you're going to run a, a two two back three receiver option to start the game you're not going to have a tight end out there right like, yeah. it's just all based on the play you're going to yeah. run
2: but uh his second season I think this was when he got hurt cuz he played four games and had nothing yeah but then yeah came back 2013 2013 and 2014 both pro bowl seasons 12 touchdowns each year I remember he, he had three in one game for me in fantasy, and that was awesome. <laughs> so, shout-out, Julius. Cure CTE, so players mm-hmm. stop retiring at 23. Open for the best.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> happened to Kendall? Steeler retired because he was afraid of his brain
0: getting hurt. Jason Worlds. Yep. There was another guy, too, some some time back. I from can't remember.
2: San Fran, right? Um. I forget his name, but uh-huh. I remember he had like an incredible, like sophomore season. That was just like, yeah, I'm done. Well, wasn't it Alden Smith? No, wasn't one of the Smiths. I feel like it. Alden Smith just got arrested a lot.
1: Oh, the, was the other, <laughs> I think it was the other Smith. Alden Smith was the white one, right? No, it was the black one. Oh, yeah. the
0: white Smith. Then I, th- I thought it was one of the Smiths retired I, really I early. I think I think you're right. I can't. We'd have to look that up. I, um, yeah,
1: I don't remember but, the guys. Name. Yeah, Alden
0: Smith was really good at getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, he was super good at going to jail looks yep. really good at it. guys. <laughs> That's true. He's really hitting his peak. So I, I kind of continued what we did last week. We had some like NFL <laughs> projections. Nice. I had a um, game
1: to play this week, but I, I, I wanted. I kind of feel like we need. Right. To I know, no. I, I agree. There's,
0: there's a lot of basketball involved. Not a lot, but it's, <laughs> what, be, it's what a are legacy game. <laughs> it's gonna
1: be a legacy game. I mean, we could do some of it. I have some that we can do like football and baseball. Yeah. But we'll do that later.
0: Okay. Uh, kind of continue. We talked about Peterson already, uh, but I was gonna. I well, wrote hold down on. here. Sorry. Are you coloring the whole background green? She, she, she just nods her head. All right, just go ahead. I said Adrian Peterson. Curtain over there. <laughs> Look at the the, the doctor's you know, the <laughs> runner on a chain. We could just lock her out. Yeah. I have uh, Adrian Peterson adds two more wins for Redskins this year. So. What was their win total last year? They were a six-win team.
1: Were
2: they? Um,
1: you got to come ready with the stats, bro.
2: I I really don't think Peterson's going to make a difference. And he may have a,
0: a an explosive game, but yeah, so the question I pose is very arbitrary. I was just curious. Do you guys feel that him being on the seven squad? Seven wins. Seven wins. Seven wins. So sure. I I will private start so,
2: it. So. Do you mean oh, this team that like he, he's going to be the reason why they win two games? Or just him being there is going to make them a nine-win team?
1: Can you believe it, this? There was actually a team in the NFC East that had a winning percentage of 188 last year. <laughs> NYG. <laughs> <laughs> it also says that they racked up $4 billion in medical expenses last year.
0: Yep.
2: We brought the Mets <laughs> training that's staff that's in. The hey, yeah, they, <laughs> Top
0: they, notch. They, they were looking for... Uh, Suggestion: They brought in the Mets, and uh, it Quick, was a disaster.
1: I, I'm going to stay on the criticizing of Rebecca train today. So, so she she looked up the WWE logo and did a pretty good. Looked up the New York Yankees and Giants <laughs> logos because those are not good. What is that yellow one? That's Harry Potter. Oh, and God, uh, go in the car. She also has an apple, but she felt the need to leave off a little part of coloring it in, so it looks like it's shiny on that top corner. You know, you know, like the very cartoon. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She also has, uh, for some reason, a purple heart. Oh, for family. Uh, and then she put dance, um, and then she has three green hearts. Oh, and animals.
2: How many times has Kendall written on that thing?
1: Oh, a resounding oh. none. <laughs> Damn, wow. He's not part of family, because you guys aren't engaged, and the only other way that he's family means you're fucking gross. <laughs> all right, so Adrian
3: Peterson, <laughs>
2: Uh I, I really don't think he's going to make too much of a difference. He, he's getting old. He's hurt all the time now. I think this is kind of a last grasp. That's why I thought he would go to a contender. Like sign the one year with the Patriots and kind of skate his way into a Super Bowl. (laughs) I
1: agreeingly disagree.
2: I think they can
1: win nine games, but I don't think it's because of Adrian Peterson. Yeah. I think it's because of Alex Smith. I think this is a better team for Alex Smith because, one, it's not hyped up. Alex Smith played his best football on a 49ers team that offensively was not hyped to do anything fantastic, and he did. Until he got hurt.
2: I mean he was he was in MVP talks for most of the season last year, and they were they came in kind of And then they shit the bed. Well and play on top him, of it,
1: but... he's got a little bit better not better coaching, but just less ballsy coaching. And I just always feel like Alex Smith does better. I feel like he's one of those quarterbacks that does better with mediocre weapons than he does with like great weapons.
0: Yeah, that's. that's I mean, true. like Hill
1: was good for him because he was speedy, but I don't know. I just I think Alex Smith's going to have a, a, a lot better of a year than people think. I think you're forgetting about the legendary
0: Dwayne Bowe. <laughs> was he there with Smith? Actually, I don't know if he was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't he know. Have, he, might, he, he may have had a season. Maybe.
2: But uh, sure I don't know Smith. I I like Alex Smith. But the, the rest of the Redskins team, I mean, he doesn't have, like, a Travis Kelsey anymore. If Jordan Reed's on the field, he does, but that guy is hurt had 14 glass. out of 16 games. And well, I'm going to draft him.
1: I said Kendall will still draft him. Yeah, I'll draft him.
2: <laughs> By <But laughs> name mean, only. You know, last year you had Kareem Hunt. He doesn't have that. The The Redskins, I think, are just going to be a very unexciting team.
0: Third place? Fourth place? Uh,
2: I think they finished last in the division. Yeah, just ahead of Dallas.
0: Maybe by like a game. Interesting. So sorry, Adrian Peterson. The the crew here does not think <laughs> you're going to do anything. Uh, I wish Jeff was here. I had like two things kind of for him. Well, uh, Let's do them anyway. All right. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about this before. Uh, just curious, kind of reiterate. Uh, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys think we're going to see three NFC South teams make the playoffs this no. year? No, no. I think the only division
1: that has that ability right now is the NFC North. Yeah.
0: Do you just, Aaron just- Rodgers will
1: do Aaron Rodgers things. Matt Stafford always finds a way to make a playoff push. The Vikings are going to coming off a hot seat. I mean, the Vikings, all realistically, all they did on paper was make themselves better. You know, we'll see what happens with cousins, but in hindsight, all they did was make themselves better, and everyone's everyone except for you know, Bears fans, uh, think the Bears are a, a, a sleeper team to watch this year.
2: Um, I don't think three NFC South teams will go, but I mean, it's it's still possible. I mean, the the Panthers are still going to be in the race. I think. Um, <laughs> Thumbs down from the I, I don't. I personally don't think so. I I think only one does. Yeah. I, I I think only one makes it, but
1: there's but we, a possibility. Uh, I, think of, the, I think it's the Saints.
0: Yeah, yeah, me but too. Of the of the three, you would probably imagine the Panthers being the one least likely to. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're eliminating the Bucks just entirely. I, I... I'm gonna put I'm
1: gonna throw three names out there. Okay. I'm All ready. Right. Greg Olson, Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton. I would like both of you to collectively give me two other weapons on that team. Hmm. Oh, C.J. Anderson is there. <laughs> so that's a uh, shot. Um, is Ted Ginn still uh, no, a Panther? I, I think Ted Ginn still around. They don't have a receiving core at all. No, they don't. They, Cam uh, Newton is not. A, he, I mean, I, he can run the football, but he's he's becoming less of a tuck and run first
2: kind of guy. Well, and I think Funches can be okay. He he's not gonna go out and be a top notch receiver. <laughs> Forgot about but I he's also not. don't
1: think their defense is as locked down as people think it is. No. And just like I think, I think Atlanta is gonna do what Atlanta. I think offensively they're gonna really stutter this year. I think Julio Jones is gonna have a great bounce back year, but I think the rest of the team offensively is gonna struggle, including Matt Ryan. And I think the defense is gonna play really good, but you go up against you know like a
0: team like Drew Brees, who doesn't mm-hmm. care how many points you put up in a game. They're just gonna put up just seven <laughs> more. <laughs> that is that Panthers defense to your point it it's older now it's not the one of 3 or 4 years ago that went to the super bowl
2: No, you got i mean Keekly, again when he's on the field he's a force but he's always hurt yeah he's always hurt it's just i don't know
1: i was talking to Kyle about it we're like we're both like like we're not like that
2: excited about this football season oh i disagree But that's also because the Giants won three games last year.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just, like... I mean, I know that normally this is, like, an argument that makes it exciting, but it's just, like... Like, I'm going into it. It's like, I don't really, like... I have no idea what to expect. And, like, I'm just not really excited about any team. Like, at all. Like, I mean, the Patriots are the only team, in my opinion, that's got their division locked. Because, I mean, the Jets are still the Jets.
0: Don't you sleep on the Dolphins. This is their year.
1: You know, the, well the Dolphins. I think it could have. I think the Dolphins could have made a splashes here if they kept Landry and got Amandola. That right. would be perfect for someone like Tannehill because then Landry is your deep route guy who, who's speedy and can get up the field, and then Stills is fucking quick and can get all the way up the field. So then at that point, now you have a legitimate route runner in Landry that can that is really good at eating possessions and catching the football. You have Stills who can be a deep threat at all times, and then Amandola over the middle all day. You yeah. you have literally have somebody going. Across the field and all three levels of the field, they could have been really good, but they, you know, but Landry's not there now, so that takes out a big part of it. That's he's probably the most pivotal part of that, because they'll let Amandola chip away with four yard catches every six or seven downs all day, because they're not going to be able to run the ball, and you throw two people on stills, and now that deep ball's gone, so someone's open. But the Bills, I mean, I I believe in McCoy, but I don't know if I believe in was it Allen. Right? Is that who they have? Josh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I just. It's not that I don't believe in him. I just. just you don't know. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know. have a sample. And the defense isn't what it used to be in Buffalo and New York's New York. And but other than that, like I mean, going right down the list, um, I think the the Chargers are should be the hands down favorite to win the West, but they always find a way to fuck it up. I mean, <laughs> they're I damn good at it. I don't know what to expect from Mahomes, but you know, it could be good. He's got weapons, so who knows? The defense took a little bit of a hit this year. Um, the Raiders have, I mean, I know it's only preseason, but the Raiders have just looked completely lost in every preseason game as a team. Everything has been off-cue the whole the whole yeah. preseason. Whether the starters or backups in, it just hasn't looked good. Um, I mean, I I'm not doing it to be a dick, but I could very easily see the Steelers imploding on themselves. I mean, Ben's at the end of his rope. Bell's you,
3: distraction.
1: Bell's a distraction. He usually get, kind of gets off to a slow start anyway. The defense can is hit or miss. And, I mean, realistically, outside of Brown and Smith-Schuster, there's no depth.
0: I mean, you got Hayward Bay, but he's like more... Is your, still there? Yeah, he's like their best special team player. Yeah, it's... We got like... It, it. Eli Rogers, who I think got suspended uh, for soccer. I mean,
1: but, like, I could very like – the Steelers are one of those teams that very easily could walk themselves out of the playoff race because they they play down to the Browns and they play down to the Bengals and the Ravens always play up to the Steelers. So it, it could be very easily – the Steelers could very easily walk out of the season 11-5, and five, but they lost two games to the Ravens who put together – you know, a midseason win, of a, a midseason five game in a row stretch, and now they're eleven and five with two wins over the Steelers. Right here, yeah. we are it's Ravens in the playoffs, or Bengals, or Browns. You know, who, I mean, they could surprise people. Who knows? Is it possible? I don't, and then the AFC South, I have no fucking clue because they have the best defensive player in all the football, who has played probably seven snaps over the past decade. Um, and then I don't, I don't personally know if I'm really super sold on that offense because. I don't think Lamar Miller's that good. And Will Fuller for me is really only a deep threat. So now you're just looking at Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins.
2: I think Miller's good enough to do what they need him to do. I, he's not an outstanding running back, but the but thing
1: he's not a good he's not a good blocker which is now going to ca- cause which wins the, uh, Watson. Watson to run around. Deshaun Winston's a good name, but it breaks down. It breaks down your offense. I mean, if your quarterback, if, if, if and their offensive line is not always the greatest, I guess it's like Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson, like, Russell Wilson could probably have been a top one
2: quarterback in the league last year, yards and <laughs> touchdown wise. But if the play can't develop, yeah, I guess I guess the point I'm at, like I think Lamar Miller as a running back is good enough to wear he can get you, you know, the, say the 60 to 65 yards a game to where if a defense sees him in, they have to ex- not expect a run, but at least respect it. So you have to kind of, you know, keep a guy over to spy him, and it, it can open up Hopkins a little bit.
1: But I'm just not, you know, but I'm not sold on them winning a division. I mean, I Jacksonville still has a great defense, but at the end of the day, Blake Bortles is still calling shots at the other end of the football, <laughs> and that can be a disaster. Andrew Luck's coming back. And I think Andrew Luck's going to have a phenomenal year. And I think so is T.Y. Hilton. But who else is going to have a great year? Jack Doyle?
0: Marlon Mack.
2: but I mean, And the defense is still not there yet. No. And they don't have a run game. I I think Marlon Mack has a good uh, sophomore year. And then
1: you flip it over to the NFC side of things. I mean, the Giants are going to have a much better year. But the Cowboys are are still going to be a force to be reckoned with offensively. Because Elliott's gonna be running the ball all over the place. He's good to catch it out of the backfield. And Dak Prescott might be one of those Russell Wilson type guys that he runs around and he might be better with guys that aren't known. The, they build those relationships. The difference
2: is is Wilson can can hit a depot. Prescott doesn't throw downfield. That's why it didn't work with Dez. He doesn't throw downfield. Wilson can. Um, I think Tavon Austin is going to be good in Dallas, but I'm just saying.
1: Like, I mean, but it's the same thing as I said with the Steelers. Like, how many how many games over the past ten years have you seen the Giants lose within the division that they had no business losing?
2: Oh yeah, many games to the Redskins. <laughs> but
1: I'm just saying so. But that plays into it. I yeah. mean, all it takes is if Dallas can if Dallas can muster nine wins, but they go five and one in the division, that
2: could be enough. And I, I don't. Um... And I don't know. I mean, Philly, Philly might be a lock, but. I don't think they're, I think, I mean, obviously right now they're the team to beat in the division. I don't think they're a lock. I think Philadelphia is going to have a pretty bad Super Bowl hangover.
1: They could. But then you go to, I mean, the NFC North, we talked about it already. And then you go to the NFC West. I mean, you got to see what Garoppolo can do. And, you know, but, you know, I I don't, you know, David Johnson's back. So you can't sleep on the Cardinals offensively. I mean, David Johnson can very easily walk out of this season having 2,000 yards rushing and 1,500 yards receiving. Yeah. Very easily. Um, especially and especially if Bradford, could, if he musters to stay healthy for the whole season, David Johnson's going to be an
2: absolute wet dream <laughs> for him. Um, to go back to the Cowboys, this, this is the year. I don't know why. I, I mean, and I'm not saying it as a Giants fan. I think we're going to see Zeke dip. Yeah. I think they're going to overuse him way too much. Early in the season, he's probably going to look extremely dominant. But almost like the season with DeMarco Murray when he had, what, 450 touches or something ridiculous. Yeah. Most we've seen in a long time. I, I think they're going to abuse Zeke, and towards the end, he's gonna he's not going to look good. First half of the season, he might look good, but I think they're going to abuse him bad this year.
3: Maybe. because
2: there, There's no more security blanket in Witten. I mean, you have Beasley and Austin who are your, you know, I don't remember what the question you asked was that led to this discussion.
0: Uh, we were talking about the NFC South playoffs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we're flowing, so. Uh,
1: but um, I was I was talking to Kyle about the fantasy thing. Um, it was just uh, it popped in my head. But I hope with everything I have in my body that Mock has the sixth pick in our friend our friend draft. Because you know I gotta take Saquon. He's taking yeah. him at six. Because <laughs> if he has the sixth pick, we have some stupid drafters. But Chris Craig, all we need the best, (laughs) all we need before Mock, Mock has to pick. If Mock picks sixth, all we need is either Vito or his brother Ty to have a pick in front of him because they'll take Odell. So at that point, Odell, Brown, Gurley, Bell, Johnson, and David Johnson will be gone. Mock will pick Barkley at at sixth. Of
2: course, I mean, (laughs) I'm not the hype is real. He went third (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Um, I, I'm trying so because I'm I'm very excited for the Giants season this year. I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, our off- our wep- receiving core healthy. Hopefully, it can you know last. But um, you know we we strengthened the offensive line. I think Eli has a great bounce back year after you know the debacle of last season. Um, and I, I'm really excited for the Giants to hopefully have a strong running game, by a standalone back. I mean, we had, like, the three-headed monster. That was fun. But we haven't had a, a standalone workhorse back since Tiki Barber. And that guy turned out to be an ass. <laughs> but Good player. He-, he was a great player. And then he retired in his prime yeah. and missed out on a Super Bowl.
0: I wouldn't say he was a slow start either. That's not what I'm saying. But he was a notorious fumbler yeah. for-, for a long time. and um, It's just... I, I think Barkley is
2: – is, I sh, Barkley has the potential, I think, to be fantastic. Um, I mean, you, you watch the kid. He can run. He can catch. He, he's elusive. He, and he seems – I mean, I, I can only base off what I read and see, but like he doesn't seem like the young punk kid. Do you guys talk Brandon Marshall? Or did he retire? He is a Seahawk. Oh, yeah, okay. So that team's not making the playoffs. Seahawks, I think, are going to be really bad. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to be really bad. You know, um,
0: I I have a question. You were talking about the Steelers. Do you think the Steelers try and trade Bell? No. I think there's, the parties are still somewhat interested in trying to re-sign him. I don't know if it's going to get done, but I think they're, they're still going to give it one more shot. So I don't think they're going
1: to trade. because I, I don't think he's going to get traded. I don't think any team's going to want to trade for him. It's it's
2: it's tough. Well, here here's what I mean. If, if say because the the deadline's in what week eight, I think it is. Yeah. So if say by week six, there's still nothing happening contract wise, and say that the Steelers are three and three, you don't think they try and exploit say, hey, listen? No, I
1: I think that I very much think that they could do that. I don't think any other team is going to want to trade for Bell because the asking price for Bell through a trade is going to be. A lot more devastating to a team than eighteen million dollar cap hit,
2: but but it may not be if the Steelers not not to say they're going to give him away, but if the Steelers already say you know what he's not coming back, let's get you know something not they're not going to give him away for a fourth round pick, but you know if you collect a say a one and a two or you know I what I, mean? I, I know what you're saying I think the Steelers will think that mentality, but other teams won't other team like I, I don't
1: think the, I don't think the Steelers are going to be willing to undersell for Bell for a trade. Because it doesn't matter if the Steelers are 0-6 or 6-0. and 0, You still know Bell's
2: worth. Well, the, the, yeah, I, I agree. I'm just, It's like if Antonio I'm,
1: Brown going into week seven has 14 drops, like, yeah, he's having a bad I'm, year. But. I'm looking at it as
2: the side of they could say, you know what, let's get what we can and, you know, come back with whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. I could see a team kind of on the bo- – like, I guess – uh like a 49ers team you know what i mean like they they can make a splash in that division especially now it's kind of wide open you know they can bring in a piece like bell to pair with garoppolo and get him going it, it could be it could be something to get them pushed forward it's a c but i
0: don't i don't think the nfl just doesn't they don't do big trades that's true nobody does big trades in the NFL. Because the, the the finances the economics of it are just so high no it's just everybody's right? just
1: everyone's a stingy bastard nobody everyone wants way more than what they should be getting yeah, yeah. every a, a team the steelers are going to try to trade bell and in in a trade the steelers you know on paper he's worth 18 million dollars but in trade he's worth 17 first round picks it's like that that, that math doesn't add up <laughs> right it do, uh, I'm sorry it doesn't you know i mean anytime if you're going to see a big name traded Anytime that that kind of thing happens, like when the Bears traded for Brandon Marshall, that was a big name trade at that time. Mm-hmm. That was an off season thing. That was one of those things where the draft was already done. We're, we're getting our way into training camp and things like that, and and now we're you're looking for pieces to help build your team. But mid season trades, it's it's like you said, like a contender team, like they they're gonna want if a team's a contender, but they feel like they really need Bell to push them to the next level, then a team like the Steelers is looking at it like, okay, well they're gonna be willing to pay whatever then. And the Fortnite will like, no, hold on. We want them, we want them for dirt cheap. Yeah, you not going to happen. The team asking always wants to give away nothing, and the team getting wants everything. Right. And no one's willing to budge yeah. into the middle, ever.
0: We'll see. Only trade I, I saw, I'm sure you guys saw this too, was the uh, bell for Khalil Mack. It was a, a potential. I mean, would I be excited about that prospect? Perhaps. But that's but the then you're ol- in the same situation right I mean I I, wish <laughs> Kyle, I know I wish Kyle was here because I'm sure he saw that too uh and I just thought that was interesting kind of that. Mean, the trade
2: player wise makes sense for both teams. I mean the Steelers need that you know interior linebacker that can also pass rush with the best of them, and the Raiders have no run game so I mean that trade but both players are complaining we want way more money. So it's like, hey, you take our expensive guy, we'll take <laughs> yours, and we're not going to pay him. It's just <laughs> all, a, all all for a three month rental. <laughs> yeah, really. But player wise, I mean, that trade makes a lot of sense,
0: but the the logistics behind it
2: is, is what's going to
0: hurt. Yeah, we'll see. the The Steelers' window is closing quick, you know, and, and a lot of fronts. Uh, so hopefully, some good could be done <laughs> off season. Just wait till Flacco comes to the the black and yellow, and that, Kyle is forced to that, like him. That'd be so ridiculous. Right. He's
2: going to the killer threes and the big three. If if that ever happened, and and I said this to Kyle just the other day about like Bryce Harper, he would become the biggest Flacco fan
0: instantly. Well, I'll tell you what, Ravens fans would really hate that. that <laughs> I mean, we we only hit the Steelers side between Kyle and I, but Ravens fans would be furious. That that would they would be you like. Know, speaking of Ravens being furious, it was all it was all laughs and smiles.
1: But I thought for sure that there was going to be some bad blood when I saw like the, highlight, the the headline for it. So the Ravens played the Dolphins mm-hmm. in preseason. Bless you. Ooh. Oh, there's Mex- some on that one. <laughs> that had some uh, some beef behind it. <laughs> but um so the Ravens played the Dolphins in preseason. And Kiko Alonso, if you remember last season mm-hmm. had that really dirty hit. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> in quotes. quote unquote dirty hit. Dirty hit. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so Kiko Alonso like just like fucked up and just went to the Ravens sideline during like a, a dead ball and like didn't realize it at first and it was like, "Oh shit, I'm on the wrong sideline." <laughs> like everybody on the Ravens side was like laughing and I'm like, kind of surprised. I thought for sure somebody would like. I mean, any the minute you suit up for a team in the NFC North, you become a thug <laughs> and you know your arrest record is through the roof already. I mean. You smoke a lot of pot. Like, uh, the NFC North is just a breeding yeah. ground for criminals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Pac-Man Jones. I'm trying, to get, North, him, sorry, AFC trying North. to get him on the show. <laughs> Talking about his life. Fighting airport. <laughs> hey, I workers. like Pac-Man Jones. I don't give a shit what anybody <laughs> says.
2: I, I think Alonzo got flagged for that, too. Probably. <laughs> I think it was a penalty. Probably. I don't know.
1: But you know what? Fuck all the Steelers fans talk about Pac-Man Jones because it's just, it it tests my point about the Steelers playing up or down. The Steelers play the Bengals and the Steelers become just as dirty of fucking hitters. Juju Smith fucking laid out, who was it? Perfect. Fucking illegally hit Perfect and then stood over him and taunted him. And guess what? You know who does that? Bengals players, but guess who did it <laughs> when they played the Bengals? The Steelers. It just attests to my point. The Steelers play down to their competition. I'm not defending the Steelers. I...
2: but you would.
0: I wouldn't. Be you seen, would. He would. Have you
1: he seen, would. the you guy who wore a, a PBR shirt? He the would.
2: guy who would awesome defend
0: shirt. him is not here. I mean, because Kyle loved that. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying I like you know violence in in, in football, but I mean, I it makes good rivalry, I guess. Um, no, it I mean, doesn't. Heinz Ward. No, it doesn't. Or,
1: how so? When's the last time you saw the Bears and the Packers get into a fist fight on the field? I, now off the top of my head, I couldn't. How long have I you know. been watching football? And when's the last time you saw that happen? I, I couldn't think of a time. And they've been arguably one of the greatest rivalries in all oh, of sports. It, it's
0: a, such a storied S- it, it, It's it, the oldest franchises in football. I, but I, the
1: Steelers I, aren't young.
0: Steelers are a 60s team. And you get... It's it's a modern era football. I mean, it's a 30s, 40s... Team, but in a lot of area football, Bears have been around since 1901. It feels <laughs> like it,
1: <laughs> but the, the point is, is like you guys have had so many great games against a team like the Ravens, especially in playoffs, and yet every game has to there has to be a fist fight in
0: the game, it just
1: doesn't make for a good rivalry, it makes oh. for good
0: TV not a good rivalry. Well, Ravens are a new franchise being the old Browns. I'm just saying though,
3: but
1: you guys have had a lot of really good contested games. You and the Bengals too, but every time you guys all get on the field, there's there's a fist fight going on. You guys got like three seasons ago, the Ravens and the Steelers got into a fucking bench clearing brawl over an extra point. No room for that. No room for that. I'm, I'm not defending. It doesn't make I'm, for good rivalry, I'm sorry. It makes for good I... TV, but not a good rivalry. Teams fighting in baseball makes for a good rivalry. <laughs> Because it's so fucking ridiculous that two guys get four punches in, and then all, and then they're separated, and then it's just everybody else starts fighting each other. And, you know, now you got this manager punching this DH in the face and this, this relief pitcher team. that was in the dugout not playing today punching a second baseman in the face. But, oh, wait, all co- incoming in from the crowd, just like a WWE event, here comes the bullpen,
2: still coming my in. My favorite thing, that's, that's one of my favorite things in baseball, is even when two guys don't fight. Like a player gets hurt and they're just yelling back and forth and uh, benches come out, bullpen comes in like, guys ten minutes do this? late. Like we had it figured out. <laughs> but um What are we talking about for football? I don't know. What's <laughs> the
0: next topic? Next topic. Uh, we talked about the Dolphins for a little bit. I had uh Ryan Tannehill will throw for four thousand yards this season. No. No. To who? Oh, just curious. <laughs> it's just a, just a thought. I mean, I don't think Tannehill can throw
1: for 4,000 feet this in, year. In today's NFL, really, like... Quick, mock, how, many, how many yards is 4,000 feet?
2: Go. I don't know. 86-20. There you go. 86-20? Um, like the 4,000-yard <laughs> thing, I mean... So, 8,000 yards? <laughs> no. It's it's not as far-fetched, almost, as like it used to be. They like, used to like look at 4,000 and be like, wow, he had a great season. Now, that's kind of just like... Par for the course in football,
0: like you know that thirty-eight to forty-two hundred. That's that's the norm. It's more attainable. That's why I suggested. I mean, it's not a guy known for uh, doing that by any stretch of the imagination. So.
2: I mean, really, who who's he throwing to? Uh, Kenyon
0: Drake. Was, that's the name I was thinking. Of. I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. Yeah, I mean?
2: I mean, I think Kenyon Drake's a decent back, but you know, Kenny Stills and Amendola. Amendola. So now there's 2,100 yards. Is Charles Clay still there? No. Yeah, he's there. I think we, I mean, realistically, we can see Tannehill finish with, like, what, 1,900? Hey, 4,000 feet is 1,300 yards. I wasn't that far (laughs) off. I mean, I I don't think, I don't think he's going to do much. Plus, Tannehill's not that good. No. (laughs) Shout out to Souls. (laughs) Kyle loved him, but. Kyle also loved Blaine Gabbert and Blake Bortles. So, if Kyle supports your quarterback,
0: (laughs) jump ship. This was the first year they had an extensive injury, correct? This past year? Uh, Who, Tannehill? Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah. So, normally a guy who's kind of on the field all the time. So, that was the only thought process. Attainable in a guy who's, for the most part, fairly healthy. I I tell you what. If he hits fourth, that means...
2: His receiving core, which is is, I mean, we've said very deprived of talent, <laughs> had a s- absolutely incredible season. I mean, has Kenny Stills ever come th- close to a thousand yards in a in a season? Or mm-hmm. I mean, has Amendola?
0: No, I, I think neither. They're, so, so, they're kind of so like you, 800 guys.
2: So you're asking, you know, you're pretty much you're one and two to have. Absolutely career seasons.
1: Yes. Last year with Miami, Kenny Stills went, hit 850,
2: and then 2014 with New Orleans, he hit 940. Yeah. So, so, so you're asking both receivers to have their absolute best seasons. And I mean, Stills isn't a number one receiver. Neither is him. It's a, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. Well, to be past games, forget Tannehill. He's garbage. He's, he's, on the other
1: hand. And never hit 700
2: He was always a better I mean, he does the quick Little, you know, Deacon dunk But he was also great
0: in special teams That's what kept him around so long Hmm. Alright, well forget Tannehill He sucks, we all know it
3: Yeah, he is, he's terrible
0: Todd Gurley will have eight touchdowns by week five He could I don't know what their schedule's like But he, without a doubt, could Um you know, I had all this information up, and I close them out because I'm always closing my my thing um, on the <laughs> iPhone. Um, so, I'm a bum. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> are you pulling up the schedule, Paul? Um, Gurley, I absolutely can think, is probably primed for another. No. Uh, can you, Can you tell us the games? Yeah. Raiders,
1: Cardinals, Chargers, Vikings, Seahawks.
2: Well, I mean, the only defense that jumps out at me is the Vikings. No way. The Rams
1: have an amazing
2: front seven, and so do the so the the Raiders
1: have a great run defense. They have a terrible you secondary.
2: Ted Todd Gurley, right? Gurley. Gurley's on the Rams. Not the
1: Rams. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Seahawks. <laughs> oh, Chargers. Chargers have a good run defense too.
0: But you got to figure. I mean, no. I, I think he can eight, be close. Eight. No. 8 by week 5? 8. No, now, this is rushing and receiving.
1: You said rushing. You said 8 rushing touchdowns by week 5.
0: Well, I didn't mean 8. I mean, I didn't I meant 8, so now eight total touchdowns? Eight total touchdowns.
2: Still no. I think he can. I mean, that that's a tall order. I think order, he can, but, but he won't. I mean, I think I mean anybody can have 8 by week 5. They play the Raiders week 1. He could get a lot, because I don't think Mac's going to be playing. And, I mean, outside of them, their defense is terrible. I still don't think so. No. Eight
0: in week one. Wow. <laughs> Records. <laughs> uh, I have a couple stats you want to keep this going, or you want to take a break soon? You guys tell me. Well, well, we she's... got time for a little I bit She's like... talking real
2: quick about Tiger. Right? All
0: right. Before we keep moving on. Before we keep moving on. I'd like to see that the explosion against the, the Raiders, <laughs> just rip them up, really pound them. Gruden on the sideline is <laughs> just. <gasps> <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> that would be very funny. <laughs> he just quits.
0: You know what? I'm going back. <laughs> ESPN. Did Witten take that job? I think I saw a picture of him, but uh, I didn't read anything. I saw like a picture yeah. of him in a suit, but that could have just been anything. <laughs> It's him at church. <laughs> Photoshop in the sports <laughs> center background. So, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> I'm excited uh, for him. I wish he was still playing. I'm happy he's not. If well, he gets eight by
1: week five, you're asking him to have like more than almost double productions last season. Last season he had nineteen total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. If he has eight by week five, that means that he'd be projected to finish with twenty nine touchdowns.
0: Oh, well, there's skids in seasons. He can go three games without scoring. This is just, if he
1: goes eight. If he goes five games and gets eight touchdowns, do you really think he's going to go three
0: games in a row without scoring at all? This is this is just a a thought. It's not a prediction. It's just like no. I don't I don't think not he's going to have a skid of three games without scoring a touchdown, but it could happen. Stuff like that happens all the time. It's it's the NFL. He's not so, getting eight touchdowns in five games. Right. I don't think so.
2: No way. Now I, I would like to look too. Maybe I'll look during the break. Was there a stretch at any point last season where he got eight in five games? Because I, I know there he had a few three touchdown games. Like I don't I don't know if in any span. So that happened. that
0: was the only thought process making this question was there was yeah, th- the way game to bail out Kendall there. Was no no
2: no because no. I, I, that's what I was thinking.
0: You know, did he have a stretch last season,
2: any five game stretch that he scored eight touchdowns? All right, I'm just I'm just saying. All right. But um, I, Remember, me, I. I think if he stays dominant, I think he can definitely attain that. Yeah, Ex- these are just hypothetical questions. Especially, no, these are not like you know. No, no, no I know.
0: But I mean, little, especially if um, if we're saying rushing and receiving, I mean. Well, I apologize if I said rushing. I didn't write it down as rushing, but sometimes so You can't read. I can. I never learned it. I could. Uh, I could say it out loud
2: when I'm reading. Do you uh, do you have another topic and we can find uh, these numbers? Yeah.
0: Oh, the next the next three are stat questions. Uh. <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, which one do you think is more attainable? Um. Well, real quick, this one doesn't really matter that much. I wish Jeff was here, but uh, uh Marshawn Lattimore, forty-eight tackles, eight interceptions. Think that's possible? A lot of picks. That's a lot of interceptions. I, I envisioned Those him. Teams get like ten a season. I envision him – well, Slay and that guy from Tennessee had, like, eight piece, So I was thinking um, that he'd be the career leader – I mean, the uh, season leader. 48 tack – I mean, I can see that because,
2: um, you know, he's a corner, so he's got to tackle somebody, I mean, <laughs> unless they just avoid him. <laughs> doesn't record a tackle. But, I mean, you figure they play 16 games, so that, that's not even – I mean, what's
0: what's the math there, Kendall? <laughs> well, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> well, the point being is that, like, apex would kind of be, like, he'd be the season leader for interceptions, and that's kind of what it is almost every year. There's seldom a guy who gets 10 to 11 picks. It happens, you but... you got to figure, um, to get 48 tackles, it's 3 tackles a game. I think that's
2: attainable. I mean, he he's a great corner, I mean, whiffed against the Vikings, but, huh <laughs> <laughs> Um... Eight picks, though, that that's a tough one. I mean, I think he's talented enough to do it. I don't, I don't think that he will.
0: I don't know if he's a special teams guy. I don't know if he's out there doing, you know, the uh, gunning on the punts and, and all <laughs> that, but that—that that, that's usually guys who get stat padded tackles, you know. But even, even beyond spe- – I mean, three tackles a game, that's –
2: that's, I think, easily attainable. I mean, as long as you play all sixteen games. But, you know, he's in on run coverage and whatnot. So I think that side is is a no no doubt. I don't know
0: what he had last year, but last year it was kind of in that realm. It was like 41, 41 tackles. Yeah, but so, it was I, like so I think four that. four to five picks. Um, the picks. So answer your question. Yes, he did it
1: last season. He did it in three games, but he also did it as the last three games of the season against three teams that weren't making the playoffs. Yeah,
2: yeah that hurt me in fantasy. That was the <laughs> la-
1: the last weekend of the season. He put up eight touchdowns, but other than that, it was one two three zero zero one two zero one zero zero two binary code. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so we got Riddler saying no, and are you also know on that or, um, I mean I'm leaning towards, it, but I think,
2: I think he can think do so. it, not to start the season,
0: All right? Uh.
1: Because the other thing too is, is I don't I don't have as much confidence in that offense as everyone else seems to have.
0: That, yeah, that, that's fair. You know, who knows? It's, it's team that was hot, kind of didn't really make a, much of a splash in the playoffs. They were hot as a team though.
1: They weren't hot like Jared Goff was not lights out. No, no, all not. season last year. And into the playoffs, so he wasn't lights out like the best, like best quarterback that you know was playing, you know, arguably the best quarterback. I mean, he was putting up numbers, but he wasn't like golden lights out. And the the defense
2: has the ability to be a complete shit show this year. The defense is going to, I think, be hit or miss. They have all the talent in the world on that defense. Plus, they added more. They added
1: more weapons for receiving, which are going to take away from. Gurley's receiving,
2: mm-hmm. it true. might open up the running game for him more, but it's going to take away from his receiving options. Um, that that defense, if that if their defensive unit can kind of put egos aside and work, to, their defense can be probably one of the best we've seen. They, there is a lot of talent on that Rams defense. Um, I mean, like if if they can keep it together, they're I mean, not going to give up a lot too. of points. What's that?
1: All new talent too.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got just in the secondary alone, they brought in Taleb and Marcus Peters, who are, you know, who have Peters has been the one of the top corners the last three seasons and Talib's always up there. Um, you know, they still have Aaron Donald. They brought in Sue. That that defense can be
0: scary. Yeah. Can be scary. I got one more stat question for you guys. Um, you guys could just pick which stats you think are most likely, least likely, and so on and so forth. Uh, for Joey Bosa, 82 tackles, 16 sacks, four forced fumbles, one recovery, and one pick. Uh, What, what were the last ones? Recoveries <laughs> and picks? Well, yeah, one pick and one recovered fumble. The, the, those uh, are not really – I just I put them in there. I think that can
1: happen except for the tackle. That's a lot of tackles for a defensive end.
0: He had I wanna say seventy one last year. That was when I was 20. looking it up. Yeah,
1: but I
2: mean that's that's still a lot. No, that's I still I agree. A lot of tackles to add to that on top. I mean um, you... last season, played all sixteen games, had fifty four tackles.
0: Fifty four. I don't know what I was looking at then. <laughs> And twelve and a half sacks.
2: Four for uh bleh. that's a four, lot, yeah. f- four forced fumbles. Hmm. The,
1: recover- uh, the recovery, that's just a matter of him being at the right place at the right time I mean, I can see him getting a garbage interception Jumping up and trying, to, getting his hands up and batting a ball into his own hands 16 sacks, I don't see a problem with that It's something he could do, but that's a lot of tackles for a defensive lineman He, had, he had
0: 54 tackles and 16 assists I don't know why I thought it, it saw it at well, 70 At 70, oh, maybe it was total but I would I probably even if he had
1: 70 tackles, that's, still, that's, that's, still, a, lot. that's a lot of tackles yeah. to add
0: to a season I would have shot lower on that but I would be curious to see if he could lead the the league in sacks this year. If he's healthy. It would be interesting.
2: Do it. I don't he, know.
0: He played all 16 last season, so. Yeah. I don't know how much help he's getting. A lot. Uh, that defense is
1: going to be quietly very scary. Especially because they added, uh the fuck is his name? Oh, fuck, I don't remember his name. I'll look it up. <laughs> the next thing.
0: Uh, th- so that's the last one I had. Uh, for, the, for the stats, and if you guys want to take a quick break. Yeah. And uh, talk some more fun stuff. Stoof. Stoof.
1: Welcome back to Getting Sports With Drunk. I'm your host, Scott the Riddler, and I'm joined by people.
2: Well,
0: not people. all of them.
1: Some people. Some of them. Just of
2: who, who is coming up with these taglines for our videos here? I am. <laughs> uh-huh. Facebook Live. We are Facebook Live. It's and right. I happen to like our taglines. I'm too busy
1: battling with dinosaurs right now to, to be on Facebook. So,
0: <laughs> Really? No, no love for the Facebook Live? I, I really enjoy them. <laughs> That's because you make them. Well. You know, I, yes. I, I
2: clicked the video, I forgot to share it. Oh my god. Sharing is overrated. Easy, Jeff. Well, we'll yeah.
0: Get that up.
1: <laughs> Silence. Uh, yeah, so welcome back. If we you missed our first hour, Shame on you. Um, but we're three hours now. We're here. We're here. Ten to one, and we couldn't be less excited about it, right, guys? That's
2: <laughs> right. Listen, I, I'm in.
1: Are you all in? Uh,
2: all or? in. All right, that's fair. What do you got for us, Paul?
1: Oh, I don't know. Average penis. Not um. <laughs> let's uh let's talk some uh, some legacy stuff legacy debates okay and so you know we're gonna start off right off the bat with a basketball one so there's a lot of discussion going on goat discussion and you know the whole lebron jordan thing been beat to death um but you know kobe's kind of in the discussion a lot more now especially since he's you know there's been all this speculation about if he comes out of retirement which he's not and things of that nature but uh a lot of people in uh social media world things like that have been discussing Kevin Durant as the goat scorer best and best scorer the NBA has ever seen Hmm. ever will see so his legacy as a scorer versus you know and granted there's still time to prove it you know and you can feel free to use the argument if he continues to do what he does yada yada whatever but um Kevin Durant's Current plus future legacy as
0: a scorer versus Kobe Bryant's legacy as a scorer. Who who's got the better legacy as a scorer? See, I wish I knew off the top of my head, kind of like his production in OKC versus Golden State now, and like um, you have a computer, I do, but I don't. The, the stats wouldn't mean anything to me. It just like I, I'd, I'd see the numbers, and I I couldn't I couldn't pr- project that into well, you know, he did this in in whatever game versus you know. Cleveland it just I I wish I had the the better grasp all right fine we can throw this one on for size
1: Uh, Kobe Bryant has granted you know there's the the whole spiel about Kobe Bryant has always taken an an, in any amount of shots and you know Kevin Durant doesn't necessarily do that you know like the time Kobe dropped like 81 he shot like the ball like 45 times but Kevin Durant could do that if he wanted to Kobe Bryant, you know, was given that option to be the guy that goes out and shoots the ball a billion times, and he took advantage of it. Kevin Durant <laughs> could be that guy. No no, no. coach is going to tell Kevin Durant not to shoot the ball 25 times in a game, 30 times in a game. The guy's an elite scorer. But we uh, can throw this one on for size. Uh, Kobe Bryant has scored more points in a half than Kevin Durant's ever scored in a game.
0: I think that's the, <laughs> the goat right there, then. but the, Yeah. The, Let that, if it's just one, if it happened just once, good enough for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, even now, with with Durant and Golden State, I mean, he's not the, obviously, he's not the only option there to score. So, that's probably going to take away from him a bit. I mean, for a while, Kobe was, like, the only option in L.A., no? Especially towards the end. Yeah. Well,
1: Kevin Durant and – in my honest opinion, Kevin Durant has had, for almost his whole career, a better team, overall team, around him than Kobe ever did. Because even when, even when Durant was in OKC, he had Westbrook and he had Harden, and they had other good pieces around him, and they went to the Western Conference Finals, and they had a 3-1 lead that they blew over Golden State. Yeah. Like, they they were very much contenders. And not to say that the Lakers weren't contenders in the past and all stuff, but, I mean... Realistically, like Kobe has star wise, Kobe's not really ever had more than one star. Anybody who's going to argue with me that Derek Fisher was a star, Derek Fisher's not a star. Derek Fisher was <laughs> an amazing role player that helped the team out in a great way, kind of like what Andre Iguodala does for the Warriors. But Andre Iguodala's not a star on that team; he's just a really deep role player. But I mean, Kobe had Shaq, and then Kobe had Powell, and that was it. But when he didn't have those guys, Kobe was still putting up insane
0: amounts of numbers. Yeah. So post Shaq, uh, Gasol is basically the only noteworthy. I mean, he had Lamar Odom for a while. That was part of that deal
1: that sent Shaq to Miami. Miami had Odom. They sent him. They shipped him out to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they made a splash. Odom and Kobe played really well together. But then you know, but Lamar kind of went off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had like he had like six strokes in a coma. <laughs> Pretty sure he had heart attacks too. He's a walking legend. Guys, the real survivor of the Jenner curse, <laughs> but I, I just I think Kobe is going to be the best scorer we've ever seen
0: for a very long time. I agree. I agree with that somebody I wish I watched more of. You know, didn't didn't have the appreciation you're I. Too guess.
1: busy stroking yourself to wanting to be Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Nothing almost, like almost nothing made like, it Nothing too. being like six <laughs> foot white redhead. <laughs> almost made
2: was on my way.
1: Nothing like being a six foot one redhead trying to be a five eleven big black guy. I don't know if Drum Bettis was five eleven. <laughs> I kind of always
0: pictured him being a little shorter. Yeah, he's shorter. I mean, that's five five ten five, five. That's that's fairly accurate. I feel. What's the next one you got for us, Paul? Uh, all
1: right. Um, so. This one was one that kind of intrigued me. It's all said and done. Um, we can pull up stats and stuff like that, too. Uh, who has a better legacy as a wide receiver, Kelvin Johnson or Andre Johnson?
0: Hmm. Ah, that's, that's good. See, uh, I'm, I'm such a, a homer with stuff like this. I, I like Andre Johnson being like... Uh, the, the, the Texans' great. He, is he and played such a, in Houston. <laughs> well, that that is an, an added thing, but you know, it's like a, a guy who Houston was a disaster. Like, not not to say that Detroit is not a disaster because it was, but Houston was very bad for through its infancy, and he was like the the bright spot right, of so that team. Kelvin Johnson played seven seasons.
1: He had 731 receptions, 11,600-ish uh, yards, 83 touchdowns, and if you really care, he had a rushing touchdown. It matters. <laughs> i tell you, though,
2: 83 touchdowns
1: in seven years. Yeah. Andre Johnson played twelve uh, 14 years, and he had... 1000 receptions, 1400 yards, 70 touchdowns
0: and no rushing touchdowns. You know, uh, I I got to give it to Calvin, I guess, cuz towards the end Andre Johnson cuz he went and played in Indianapolis and he was not the guy he was. He was he was older in Tennessee. And yeah. And it's just kind of like it was kind of like a shell of what he once was. And it was just sad. It was sad to see. You
2: know, I, I also give it to Calvin because he, he had like those like, explosive. Like, uh, you look back, like the game, uh, what they call it? Like the Snow Bowl or something like that. When they played in like a foot of snow on the field. Mm-hmm. And like Calvin went there and I think he had like two or three touchdowns. I can't, like, I remember him sliding really far in the snow. The New England game?
0: Is that what you're thinking? I don't
2: remember who they were playing.
0: I just remember. I know, I know what you're talking about. But the snow was ridiculous. Yeah. I can't remember the. But um, I don't know. Like Calvin, for a long time, was like that
2: household name. Of like Andre Johnson, I feel like if you
0: didn't, if you didn't really watch football, like you knew who Calvin Johnson was because he was well, so played on, up. I think Andre Johnson was definitely you know the household name of our, our youth for for sure. I mean, towards the end, like I said, he was kind of slowing yeah. down. Maybe that's why he was at, outshined household name-wise but he he was definitely he was known he was he was a big deal
1: Andre Johnson's got four playoff appearances to Johnson's two Hmm. the other thing too is is, uh, uh, Calvin led the league in receptions once yards twice and touchdowns once and Andre Johnson led the league in receptions and yards twice
3: Hmm.
1: once in one season like in two thousand eight, he led the league in receptions and yards. Had one hundred and fifteen receptions and fifteen hundred yards.
0: Uh, see, I like Andre Moore, but I'm still giving it to Calvin. It's it's a crapshoot. So, so
2: if I can piggyback off this, do you think Andre Johnson's a Hall of Famer? Yes, I do. Do you think Calvin is? <sighs>
1: um, yeah, he'll make it. Well, he'll make the
2: Hall of Fame. That, that's not what I asked. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, he was dominant. He was a I mean, dominant he, he receiver. He it. It's unfortunate that, you know, his desire to play, and it, I think he definitely had a lot left in the, the tank. The only
1: black marks on his record is the, his length of, the length of his career and his lack of postseason presence. He was also hurt
2: a lot. Yeah. That, that's why I, I love this argument with Kyle, because he gets so mad that Terrell Davis got in. But I use the same thing when I talk about Calvin. <laughs> he gets so
0: mad. I mean, when it boils down to. The thing, to... too,
1: though, those is just like, I'd like to throw this out there. So, Kel, uh, Andre Johnson, I mean, he, he eclipsed. He had, in 2011, he got hurt, and he only got, he only had 492 yards, and he got hurt as well in 2007. And he only had 851 yards. But, other than that, from 2004, and so 2004, 2006, 2008, 2009, 10, 12, and 13. He eclipsed 1,000 yards in each of those seasons. And in five of those seven seasons, he went above 1,300 yards. And also, I mean, Calvin Johnson played seven years and was um, – let's look at his stats real quick. For Calvin Johnson, he played – was it seven years?
2: It was either seven or eight. I don't know. I think it was nine. Well, the the last two don't really count. (laughs) He was just a decoy.
1: Well, no, because his last two seasons, he played almost full seasons.
2: What I I mean, like, what were his numbers, though?
1: He was hurt a lot, and, I mean, he he had 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards and eight and nine touchdowns. In his last season? Yeah, 2015. 2015, he put up 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns.
0: And 88 receptions. He retired healthy, I think, like, he just didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. Well, my other thing, too, with
1: Calvin Johnson is why I like this debate is because even though, yes, he was so dominant, Calvin Johnson only had one season in his entire career for being such a dominant receiver and being a number one. He only had one season in his entire career where he eclipsed 100 receptions. Hmm. And Andre Johnson did it five times.
3: Hmm.
1: It's
0: interesting. It's something you wouldn't think here. Yeah.
1: And on top of that, too, like, Calvin Johnson, yeah, he had a very dominant... Run of things because I mean, realistically, look from 2010 to 2015, he eclipsed a thousand yards every season. And in those of those seasons, three of them he had more than 10 touchdowns, which is crazy to think about. That in 2011, he had, um, oh my god, what is happening? What's happening? (laughs) Um, it's crazy to think about that you know, he broke 10 touchdowns all those times and it didn't lead like the league, yeah. I mean, like in 2011, he had 16 receiving touchdowns, and it wasn't the most.
0: <laughs> I'd have to
1: look, I'd have to look up that season to see, who had to see what the 2011.
0: most. 2011, 2011. Uh, Randy Moss, maybe. When? Yeah, that might have been Patriots what, Moss. So he had he might have had 18. He had, I
1: think he had 18 that year. See, so he broke that record. Yeah, but so the other, the other stat too I like to look at for this is time frame wise. Like, yes, Calvin Johnson was relatively dominant throughout his whole career. I mean his rookie season he played he played the, pretty much the whole season. He only had seven hundred and fifty six yards, but it was his rookie year. But after that he pretty much he, he had a after his rookie season he had a thousand yards every season except for two thousand and nine, but he finished with nine eighty four. But I mean you go to Andre Johnson, I mean Andre Johnson had let's see, where is this stretch here? I mean he had this Six year stretch where he got hurt in 2011 and he only played seven games, got 492 yards and two touchdowns. But all but the three seasons before that and the two seasons after that, his yards were 1575, 1569, 1200, 1600, 1400, and then his touchdowns were eight, eight, nine, eight, and six. Still very dominant. That's a very dominant stretch yeah. for a receiver. And then receptions-wise, in that same span, he did 115, 101, 86, 33 in his down year, 112, and 109. So, really, in hindsight, he kind of did the same level of dominance in a a similar stretch.
2: So, I looked it up. 2011, touchdown leader. We had the right team, wrong player. Wasn't Randy Moss. Was not. It was Rob Gronkowski at 17 touchdowns. You know, Mos, seems... I, I don't know if Moss was there in '11. He was there in is... 07 It seems right so long ago that, like, I didn't
1: even think of Gronk. 2011 yeah. seems forever. We graduated high school then. Yeah, well, two of us did. Three mm-hmm. of us did. Mark was just so fun. was already out. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking toilet water. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: do,
2: do you both still say Calvin Johnson?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair.
2: He also led the league in receiving yards that year. Who? Calvin. What, 2011? Yep. Yeah. 1681. That's good.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but you look at, like, like, I'm looking at Andre Johnson's, I mean, yeah, I mean, granted it was that one year, but, I mean, Andre Johnson had just shy of 1600 yards back-to-back seasons. Yeah, he was really good. I like him better. And my whole thing, too, <laughs> I mean, re- realistically, like, going back, like, and so that was 2008 and 2009. Who was the quarterback for the Houston Texans in 2008
2: and 2009? Ooh, was it Rex Grossman? <laughs> no, I don't think Grossman ever played for the Texans. No, I am not sure. He
0: was a Redskin. Um, Do they have Schaub? Was it, was it before Schaub? <laughs> Either
1: way, <laughs> even if it's Schaub, that's still pretty impressive because at
0: the end of the day, Matt
1: Stafford's a gunslinger and he's throwing the football. Yeah. Schaub led the league in pick sixes multiple seasons. And he was damn good at it.
2: Now, Kendall, would you still say you like Andre Johnson more if he played for, say...
0: Seattle. Seattle. I think I would. I would. I don't think you would. No, I think I would because I like, just very much like Brandon Marshall, I like the physical receiver and Johnson is one of the best that comes... We to... should we should try and get Cortland Finnegan on the show. Yeah, you get, take, take us through that... Uh, Altercation. That fight. <laughs> Who's up brother? All
1: right. So... This one,
0: I, I, I don't know. When you get the chance, can you pick two injury players like Chris G- Gregg versus somebody else? <laughs> Charles <laughs> Clay. And I'll tell you why Chris Gregg is the greatest. <laughs> All right, who's better, Chris Gregg or Roosevelt Knicks? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a real good one. Um, I love Roosevelt Knicks. Uh, follow, give him a follow on Instagram. He'll show that touchdown versus the Ravens every week. Uh <laughs> But, I mean, Chris Gregg, this is his year. Just like the year before and the year before that. This is his year where he's going to break the mold. And and you're going to draft him. He's on the team. He's on I'll trade. If anybody drafts him, I'll trade anybody for him. <laughs> I believe that.
2: <laughs> Me too. I got to take him. Take I got to get him
1: first, early. <laughs> first overall, Chris Gregg. All right. So, who has a better legacy as a, as a hitter. Ooh. Albert Pujols or Frank Thomas? So I'll, I'll give you some stats to back it up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so Frank Thomas played 19 years. And he had 8,200 at-bats. Scored just shy of 1,500 runs. Had just shy of 2,500 hits. 500 doubles, we'll call it. 12 triples. 521 home runs. Can you imagine him hitting 12 triples? <laughs> oh my god. He's still running. <laughs> yeah, 521 home runs, 1,700 RBIs. And then... Uh, uh, his career batting average is 301. Pujols has 18 years under his belt. As of right now, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, it'll be 1,800. He's got 10,000 at-bats... 1,700-plus uh, runs, 3,100 3, hits, 640 doubles, 16 triples, 633 home runs, uh, 1,900 RBIs, and a batting average of 301.
0: Well, that was actually kind of be my deciding factor, but it's identical, right? I, um, I think Pujols is, is probably the best hitter of our generation.
2: Okay. I, I but mean Frank Thomas wasn't our generation. But I am saying that leading into um I would take Pujols over Frank Thomas.
3: Okay.
0: That's fine. Uh I think I'm gonna go Frank Thomas, just both their machines. Jeff isn't here. <laughs> he won't know. <laughs> no, I I mean I like I use both, you know, power hitters, uh I just I like the I like the production. I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of going out on a, a limb here. He's they're very, very similar in their, their approach going up to the <laughs> They're going to hit the ball hard. Um, I don't know. I think especially to Pujols, we're kind of seeing a – not – not what am I trying to say? He's not slowing down. but well, he is. But,
2: Age does that.
0: I mean, he's got 19 home he, runs.
2: He's definitely that. slowing down, but I mean –
0: yeah I just think, you know, Frank Thomas was kind of like a more graceful. I feel like for of-
1: me I say Frank Thomas just because Frank Thomas did all that damage in an era where the home run ball wasn't like the way to score. I, I
3: mean, mean like like the,
1: the the prevalence of home run hitters wasn't as big in the nineties as it is in the two thousands and mm-hmm. 2010s. I mean, like, the home run ball is definitely the thing now. Right. Like, it's a home yeah, run. And nothing, and but, then, I mean, but the home, but that, that's a buildup. That's not something that just right. changed overnight. Like, it's been going that way for a while, and Pujols has been playing his whole
0: career in that era. Well, I think, in, that to, era. to your point, in that era of the 90s, there was, like, a a, a, a core of people that were the ones who were really yeah. hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was the same
2: group of people that were always going. To, it was, you, you always had
0: the they're same all people. accused of taking steroids.
1: <laughs> was Frank Thomas ever accused?
2: I don't think so. Actually, no, he couldn't have been. He's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> He's doing those uh, NuGenics commercials now. <laughs>
1: well, like you could still be like you could still be in the Hall of Fame if you were accused of them and then tested and found innocent.
2: Oh yeah, like, if you were
0: tested. i like, so he could. could he... I, I don't think he was. Yeah, no. yeah, that's not a name that's ringing a bell with that accusation. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I mean, Pujols. That guy, I, I just used to hate. Like <laughs> playing the Cardinals, like oh, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> got a pitch to this guy. He he was just dominant for a long time. I mean, from 2003 to 2010, he was an All Star every season. He he was he was a force.
0: That whole Cardinals team was painful to play
2: against. And and it's too bad. I, well, what was he? Ever, he won a World
0: Series, right? Mm-hmm. I Is think he's got two. Two, pretty sure. Was it 2007 and. uh, No, 2007 was the Red Sox. They did 04 and
2: 07, so it must have been
0: 2008. Yes. Nice. Yeah, you're right. Wow. A lot of power behind those. He's a three
2: time MVP, like a
1: 30 time All Star. Yeah. All right, I got one for you. Uh playoffs aside. Who has the better legacy as a quarterback, Peyton Manning or Tom
0: Brady? Uh Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Why? No controversies. Well, he he eclipsed playoffs aside though.
2: I'm not saying play but I mean Brady's been suspended for the deflate thing. They had, Which was a playoff thing. But,
1: ah, but that, Take it away. You
2: can't take it away. That rolled into the regular season.
0: He missed four regular season games.
2: So
1: what I'm saying, but if it didn't happen in the playoffs, like we take playoffs out, there's no controversy there.
0: Peyton Manning set the record for passing touchdowns. Brady beat it. Peyton did it. I broke the record again. <laughs> he broke the record twice. Uh, you know, yards-wise, he's always been a leader, always been t- top top five. Payton touched... beat yards and touchdowns, right? That that yeah. one season. Yeah, but in whatever year it was, he passed out uh, Marino, hit 49 touchdowns, Brady yeah. hit 50, and then 2013, he hit 55, I think it was. Yeah. So, I mean, t- to break your own record, you know, it, it says enough for me. Every year, basically he's good for, we'll call it 35-plus touchdowns a season. So if Tom Brady can
1: beat Peyton Manning's yards and touchdowns? Well, if, sorry. If he can beat his touchdowns, he'll break his
0: yards. If he can beat his touchdowns? If if he can break the, the touchdown record, I, w- I will consider changing my opinion. So no, you won't change your opinion because no, it's no, Tom it's Brady. Not, that's not true. That's well, not but true. your I,
1: argument was the touchdowns and, the, and the things. So if Tom Brady can – because you said Pey- Peyton Manning broke it, then Tom Brady beat him, and then he did it again. If if so, if Peyton Manning can break the all-time touchdown record, and then Brady can beat that and beat his yards,
0: yeah. I was, in my head, I'm thinking though during like the single season, like if, if Brady no, goes, but, this with, is,
1: but it's, it's a career,
0: not as a single season. It's a career. Well, it's it's still it's it's a a, a post, you know it's it's still a stat you know. I a, understand. A, that. But if realistically, but here's the thing too, like. And
1: this is the argument against it. This is why like, I'll pick Brady. I mean, granted, yes, it's, it's going to be the, the what-if factor if Brady stays healthy and plays. Because realistically, at the end of this coming season, Peyton Manning is going to be third all-time in passing yards. Yeah, Breeze. He's going to be behind Breeze and Brady. Breeze will get it. Breeze, is, I think, is like 2,000 yards away. Yeah. Like, Breeze will have it by week eight. And Brady, I think, needs to have a 4,000-plus-yard season, which is extremely possible. So, I don't know. For me, I think it would be. I think I'd be more apt to say Manning if Brady was going to be the guy to break it, and then Manning would be two. But now Man- Manning's going to be dropped to third. If Brady can, if Brady can surpass him in yards, he'll be third because Breeze is going to Breeze is going to throw for yeah. just as many yards as Tom Brady this season, which is going to keep him above Brady.
2: How How many more seasons has Brady played than Manning? Let's see. they got
0: to be pretty close now. Because,
2: I mean, you got to figure. I mean, Peyton lost that whole season.
0: Oh, uh, well, that I wasn't considering that, but I think he played two years prior to Brady being drafted. He was in drafted. there two years.
2: Yeah, because he was 98, Brady was 2000. But Peyton's yeah. been gone for
0: two seasons now. 2015 was his last So Super Bowl, I think. These are the yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Just so three first seasons.
1: Manning played 17
2: seasons, and so Brady's going, this will be 18, right? It but depends br- how
1: technically you want to get
2: I'm. I'm just... I mean, also-
1: and, uh, yeah, I mean, technically, I guess, one, two... Three.
0: But Brady also lost a year. He lost a year, too. So that kind of evens it out.
1: So if you want to get technical about it, Manning didn't play a single game in 2011, but Manning also played every full season besides that yeah tom brady's been in the league for 18 years but he didn't play two seasons because he 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 only played the opening game in 2008 when he broke his leg and then he only he only played one game in 2000
3: yeah
1: so i mean if you want to go based off full seasons it's 17 well, I was to 16 no I was no, just no i'm just the saying if you want to go off full seasons it's 17 to 16
3: mm-hmm.
1: but if you want to just go off like, actual, like, years they've been in the league, it's they both played – they've both been in the league for 18 years.
2: Yeah, I was looking at just as – play. so, like, I, I didn't know the numbers off the top. So, I was looking at it as, okay, if Peyton played, you know, 15 seasons and Brady's going on year eight. So, yeah, that's another three seasons of passing it. He should pass them. To, you know what I mean? Um,
0: but, I mean, they're pretty even.
2: I still say Peyton, though. I mean, he, he was probably one of the best – Regular season yeah. quarterbacks and I know
0: you said it. Uh, how close t- touchdown wise? Uh, how far? How many more? Uh,
2: he's he'd, he'd have to do. I don't think
1: he'll get touchdowns, but I think he's I think he's off by like fifty or sixty. I don't know. It depends how many more. It depends how many more
0: years right. Brady. But plays. hypothetically, in two years' time, he could
1: match yeah. or eclipse. It's five thirty nine for Peyton, uh, and four eighty eight for Brady. So about about fifty.
0: Yeah, that's you know could happen.
1: About 50, 50, I mean, so if he plays two years, he'll have it, probably. Yeah. If he can play two full healthy years, he'll have it. But that's, but I mean, yards wise, I think he'll get yards with no problem. Because yards is something he does never have an issue with. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good at that, too. <laughs> <laughs> do either of you have any that you can think of off the top of your head?
0: I do. I just, I, I lost it, though. I was kind of, <laughs> I, I, I did have one, and I kind of got put on the spot and forgot it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um I mean I can keep going if you guys don't have it. Yeah. yeah I, I, if
2: you got if you can keep going. Want me to keep uh,
1: going? Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Um so this one kind of enticed me too Um Uh so take this for what you will, but who whose legacy as a not as I don't want to say as a player, like an NBA player, but whose legacy, just like overall, image-wise, league-wise, however you want to word it, was tarnished the most? Kevin Durant for joining a 73-9 and team that he couldn't beat to win the rings? Now, I'm saying like, that's what I'm saying as a player, because at the end of the day, at the player, he got the rings, and that's what's going to matter for him yeah. at the end. But, you know, as a person-wise in the league, fans, things like that. So, Kevin Durant not being able to beat Golden State and abandoning his team to join a 73-9 and team to chase a ring. DeMarcus Cousins joining the Golden State Warriors on a minimum contract just to get a ring, even after everything um, Anthony Davis did for him, not only in New Orleans, but in the All-Star game before he went there. You know, like, showing him, like, the brotherly love and all this stuff and, like, yep. all this stuff. Or Kawhi Leonard completely abandoning his team and demanding a trade, and then... More than likely not going to be leaving Toronto after this season to go to L.A. Um. Just got to keep in mind, if if Kawhi leaves Toronto and goes to L.A. next year, now not only did he fuck over the Spurs as the Spurs organization for Kawhi, but he fucked over Toronto for DeRozan.
2: Well, I don't think we can hold Kawhi responsible for the Raptors dealing DeRozan. No, 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 no. We
1: can't, we can't, but...
2: I, I see what you're saying, but I, I don't blame Kawhi for that. I mean, he wanted out. It, it just it wasn't working for him anymore. the The Raptors were the the scumbags in that one to DeRozan. I mean,
1: oh yeah, they were the scumbags. Hey, but we're but not going to trade you. Same thing, Kawhi. Bye. But but Kawhi definitely was a scumbag to the Spurs organization. Uh, yes, yes. The Spurs shot themselves in the foot by not sending him to L.A. I mean, but he abandoned his team.
2: I and- think that whole thing turned into a giant pissing contest. It was quiet I don't want to play... Uh, do, and I think Popovich was, we're not going to give you what you want. You're going to go where we... Sa-. It just became like a a, a like a pissing contest. Like, who can spite the other one the most? Yep. And it, it worked out poorly for both parties. I mean, it, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And that kind of fell apart fast there. Because the year before, like they were loving each other. And then... Well, was, you know, it's like, i wonder how much goes into you know
1: like the you know Kawhi says and the media blows it up but you know oh like Kawhi, you were cleared to play or whatever like how come you're not playing oh if i was healthy i'd be playing but you know it, you think could, could there be truth behind it he just didn't want to play for the spurs he, he was good yeah. to go he just
2: didn't want to play um the durant thing personally i don't i don't care that he joined the warriors together like he, he wasn't getting it done in OKC. I don't think he really – I don't think he wanted to play there anymore with Westbrook, and he saw an opportunity, and he took it. I mean, people don't like – I think the media blew it up way more than it needed to be, but I, I don't care that he joined that team. The Cousins one is a little worse. I mean
1: <laughs> – Well, the Kevin Durant thing, too, was a blindside thing. That was, yeah. That was the thing about it. Like There, was, there were re-signing talks going on. And then he just signed a deal with, like, he just, one morning, just comes up, oh, I'm, I'm resigning. I'm going to sign with the, the Warriors instead. Never mind. Bye, guys.
2: But that's right. I mean, we don't know. At least I don't. I don't know, you know, when the opportunity was presented. If it was something they said, hey, come join us. And he, and he jumped on it. I mean, you, I can't blame a player for wanting to win the championships. Hey, as long as
1: Kevin Durant's been there, he's made the Warriors worse. They haven't won 73 games since he's been there.
0: <laughs> that's right. I, don't, I just have so much respect for the guy that, We'll try to go up against the the juggernaut, right? And try to just keep. Well, we'll try next year. We'll try next year. And if you don't win, but you 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 tried, but you know? but then you know. Here's what happens. my thing. LeBron has an has the the ability right now
1: to cement his legacy as the goat because if he can take the Lakers, it's got to be this year for me because after that he'll have a, had a year to build chemistry yeah. and add other pieces. You know, if Kawhi ends up going there, Jimmy Butler's talking about not being opposed to going to L.A. Once those other stars start coming in, it's different. But if LeBron goes to LA this year and takes LA to the fi- the NBA Finals, in my in my opinion, it it moves him past Jordan in the goat discussion because now he he went to a different conference and he beat out you know he didn't beat the Warriors in the finals, he beat him to get to the finals. Yeah, and that will cement it. But like for me, like for KD, you know, people want to talk about where's KD belong in the goat dis- discussion. Should he be fourth all time right now? Should he be? Should it go? Jordan slash LeBron, Kobe, and then... No, it shouldn't. Katie, because he, he, he couldn't get it done, even with a good team around him, and so he went to a better team, and he got the rings. Good for him. I'm, I have nothing against him getting the rings. That's what your goal is as yeah. a player. But for me, if KD wants to even be considered a GOAT conversationist, he's got to leave the Warriors and beat them, or beat whoever's going to be the better team. Because as long as he's on that team, it doesn't matter who the next super... It, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, and Anthony Davis could go to L.A. next season.
2: Pelicans. Everyone's going to the Pelicans. Okay,
1: fine. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Butler, all to the Pelicans. They're all in the Pelicans. Bingo. And Golden State can beat them in a seven-game series to go to the finals. That doesn't cement any legacy for KD. Because he's got Curry, Draymond, if Boogie's still there, which I don't think he will be. I think it's a one-and-done thing for him. Win, Win or loss, I think he's out. He's going for the money afterwards. Back but, to Sacramento. No, they hate him there. Yeah. The front office would never take him. Um, he was such an issue. But, like, for KD, like, KD has to leave, and he has to join. And, and Not that there can't be a star on the team with him. He could go and join the Pelicans and have him be him an AD and go in and beat Golden State. That can help cement a legacy for him and put him in the GOAT discussion. My- but until, until he can prove that he, he can do it on his own, because he can't.
2: He couldn't do it on his own. My uh, my opposition to Kendall. I, I also like seeing you know a, an underdog team overtake the the big dog. But oh yeah, especially when it's like walk off punt return. <laughs> but I mean like on Christmas. <laughs> oh, God, you know if Durant stay stayed pitch. in OKC, and every year has to play the, the Warriors in the play- and they get beat every and oh we're gonna we're gonna get them this time. At the end of his career, they're they're gonna take it away from him that he never won anything. That's always gonna be the thing again. Oh, he stayed there, and and then that'll be his reason why he's not in these conferences. It, it's it depends.
0: Well, I understand for basketball, it depends. Championships matter. Football all is sports.
1: different because that'll that'll be the that will be the headline on Larry Fitzgerald's tombstone was that he stayed in in Arizona and he never and won Thomas. a championship because of it. Joe, Joe Thomas, Thomas things like that. You know, but the, for basketball, it's different. Because you look, at, you look at players, like, nobody looks at Steve Nash's career and says, oh, man, if he had gone to a different team, he could have won a championship. Steve Nash will always be regarded as one of the best point guards of all time. And no, one, no one's, I mean, yeah, he, great. If he could have won a ring, you know, maybe if he went somewhere else, he could have won. But that's never a discussion for somebody like Steve Nash. Like, that wouldn't be a discussion for Dirk, if, even if the Mavericks hadn't won that championship against mm-hmm. the Heat. Because it was never a discussion for Dirk up until that point, And they lost the finals to the Heat in 2006 like you know there's there's certain players that like it's just not it's not a tarnished thing i mean some players have gotten them later in their career for that like jason kidd got one because he was on that mavericks team that beat the heat but like it wouldn't have been a black mark on on jason kidd's on his on uh yeah his career like it's it doesn't have the same effect for basketball. See, the
2: the championship thing, especially like the sportsman, they use it on both sides of the argument. Where, oh, he didn't win anything, this guy won more than him, so he's... It, it, it's like a deflating argument. You know, because like, you can get a ring just for being on the team, it's just, you happen to be there. You know, look at, Garoppolo has two. It's <laughs> one of those things, though, I, I,
1: if you're that good, it doesn't matter. In my opinion, if you're that good, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for Larry Fitzgerald. It doesn't matter for his legacy as a player. Larry Fitzgerald is not going to climb up or fall down in the charts based on his Super Bowl rings and his greatness in the game. Barry Sanders is not going to fall or climb up charts if the Lions had won a ring in that time frame. I don't think that makes Barry Sanders hands down the greatest running back of all time and I don't think him not having them hurts him in wherever you rank him on your list of all-time greatest rushers. If you're that good, it doesn't matter. Calvin Johnson. We just talked about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson will always be considered one of the most dominant wide receivers to ever play football. And that's never going to be taken away from him because he only made the playoffs twice. That's fair. If you're, I think if you're that Steve Nash, if you're that good, it doesn't matter. It's the players that are they are really good, but they're missing something. It's the players that like that never went in and broke a record. It's the players that never went in and you know completely took over the game on multiples of multiples of occasions. You know the, those have like you you look at a player like Larry Fitzgerald. How old was Larry Fitzgerald? What two three years ago? I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw the hail mary, tied the game up, and then Larry Fitzgerald goes, "Fuck this!" I'm putting the team on my back and carried him right down the field and scored the game winning touch on in overtime, and it was over. Things like that for me, for me, I don't think it makes a difference for those players. Uh, You look at a player like like maybe, you look at a player like going down the line, you look at a player like maybe like a Clay Thompson. Like if Clay Thompson plays his whole career at the caliber he's playing now but never had a ring, that's something that matters. He didn't get the ring. That would have cemented his legacy as a great player if he hadn't gotten the ring. Maybe like a player like Scottie Pippen. You know, Scottie Pippen was arguably the greatest all-around player that's ever played basketball both offensively and defensively. If he had never had a ring, people might not really know him.
2: That type of thing, you know. Dennis Fair Rodman. Enough.
1: Fair enough. It, it, but I mean, well, oh, we at, know
2: Dennis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like, you you look at like, you look at like players like like if Kobe had never won a ring, I don't think it would have tarnished his legacy. Eighty one points in a game. The amount of t- amount of game winning shots he's hit, things like that. I don't think it would have tarnished his legacy. Just like people, you know. I don't think LeBron's legacy is tarnished because of his finals record,
2: but that that's something they always bring up when but, that, but that's just because but that's what that's like the point I was saying they no, use that the, argument on both sides and, but I, I, mean? think, I think for real sports fans,
1: I don't think it, I don't think things like that matter. I it's stand, just a talking it's yeah. a controversy, controversy point
0: that's what it is. I forever stand by the point that if you make it to the championship, you're still the best in your conference, regardless of win or lose you you're the best you know.
1: One thing too is is like there's a lot to be said too, and that's why things like the Stanley Cup, like the seven game series and stuff like that, and like like basketball, I don't I don't necessarily think it needs to be seven games, but like like there's a lot of lucky bounces and shit like that that happens in hockey, things that can really change a game. Um, but there's I mean we've all in our lifetime have seen uh, a series or a World Series or a Finals or a Championships or whatever where the best team was just the best team for that series they weren't the yeah. best team right the patriots and the giants well that the giants were the better team on that, that day. day they were and that's all that matters and i'm not going to take anything away from the giants they earned that super bowl they won it they deserve to have their names in the history books for that super bowl but they were not the better team they were just the best team that day and the, that's and i'm like i said i'm not trying to say that you know i'm not trying to be a patriot dick writer or anything like that like that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how good you are over the right. course of your career. It matters how good you are on that given day.
2: And that's why we don't see it. I mean, you see upsets and whatnot, of course, in in basketball, how, even baseball. But like in a seven game series, it's it's harder to do, right? Because you have seven games. Like you may sneak a couple and here, but like football, it's it's one game. Well, you got with one basketball,
1: shot. things like that. Like the the reason that it, it'll, and I think for a little
2: bit of baseball too,
1: but like for basketball and hockey too, it's it's one of those things like you can have a team, the 73-9 Golden State Warriors, for example, were the better team. Cleveland got hot at the yeah. right time. Yep. Cleveland was not the better team. LeBron was great. His supporting cast was fantastic. Cleveland was not the better team. And any basketball fan that tries to tell you otherwise, they're wrong. I'm sorry. 73-9, they're the better team. I agree. It's so it's uh, the championship thing. I, I don't know. I, I just, I think places like ESPN and bleach report and stuff like that. Like they like to use it cause it's a controversy point. It gets people arguing. It, it, exactly. It's one of those things like, like people like things like ESPN and bleach report, like, you know, like maybe for a show like us, it's, we can, we can talk about stuff like that. But like, if people aren't commenting on bleach report articles, bleach reports obsolete. So they need to say things like, Oh, well, you know, what if Jordan never went to the finals? Oh God, Twitter
2: war, everyone now.
1: <laughs> and that's what keeps the feed going but
2: add revenue
1: exactly i don't know i I think but i I stand by for the players that the players that are that good championship legacy doesn't matter it doesn't tom brady you know the the haters of tom brady and the supporters of him their stances aren't going to change if they beat the seahawks and the eagles in the super bowl People are still going to argue. Kendall's still going to argue that Joe Montana is a better Super Bowl quarterback than Tom Brady, even if he has those two wins, because Joe Montana never threw a pick, right?
0: Yeah, that'll forever be my opinion.
1: But that, but I'm saying it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if Tom Brady won those two Super Bowls. Kendall's still going to argue that Joe Montana is a better Super Bowl quarterback, even though Tom Brady would have had what six? Six. If he had won those two, he's got four. No, he's got five. He has five. So, so that'd be seven, seven for him. Seven. Yeah. But that and seven to Joe Montana what
2: three? Four. Four. So. I mean, Brady potentially could have had eight Super Bowls.
1: Right. Uh, but I'm saying, but, like, so, no, I, I got you, you, you know, like, for LeBron, GOAT discussion, people, the the Jordan supporters versus, versus the LeBron supporters, they're still going to say that Jordan's the GOAT, even if LeBron had won three or more of those finals. That's why, I, in the end, for me, I don't think it really matters.
0: Sorry, I don't want to go off on a tangent. What was the movie you were watching about the – guy arguing with the kid about jordan oh and that's uh
1: uh e on a bad teacher with cameron teams. yeah that uh, it it was,
0: was uh, that was before
1: the whole jordan and goat thing where it was like you know because but it was Jason a was arguing with some yeah, kid yeah, and the yeah. kid was like how are you going to tell me um how, how are you going to tell me that jordan's better than lebron some like some little kid and the the pe coach jason seagal was like Call me when LeBron has six rings, and he's like, "Is that the only argument you have?" And then Jason goes, "Like, that's the only argument I need, Sean." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I had one for you, Paul, and I'm gonna. But I think that it. was bef- that movie might have came out before LeBron even had a ring.
0: Maybe I can't. So remember. So that was like
1: know. that was like way before the like. Oh, tell me why Jordan's better than LeBron. When did using LeBron get his rings. first ring? What year? Uh, the second year he was in Miami. So, yeah. 2000 and... We were in high school.
0: Hello, Peter. 2011, I think? Yeah. I remember, remember being in high school.
1: Yeah. I think it was the second year, because I think it was... Was it the second year?
0: I know they went the first was, year. <laughs> I
1: think it was the second year... Yeah, I think it was the second year, because I'm pretty sure he played four years in Miami, and they went to the finals all four years. Mm-hmm. I think he lost the first year. They lost to the Mavericks. Then they beat the Thunder. Then they beat the Spurs. Then they lost to the Spurs. And then he went back to Cleveland.
0: Right. I had one for you. I hope I'm not going to botch it. As solely a return man, Sanders versus um, Hester. Hester. Hester? Yeah. So uh, Cornerbacking aside... Receiving aside. Hester so. broke
1: the record all with return touchdowns. It take If you take away Deion Sanders' interception return touchdowns, <coughs> Hester would have broken it years ago. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's return touchdowns. So, Deion Sanders' interception return touchdowns count it's, into that. Um, There's punt return touchdowns. There's punt returns, which Hester owns. There's kick returns, which Hester owns. Hester broke the total return touchdown record when he returned that punt as yeah, a Falcon. Yeah, which was 19- yeah, I think the t- I, I'm pretty sure that Deion Sanders' 18 total return touchdowns include interceptions returned for touchdowns.
2: Bad uh, Teacher came out before LeBron's first ring. I, see,
1: I think Bad Teacher came out in like 08. No, it
2: was said. 2011. LeBron got oh. his first ring in 2012. Oh, all right. Which makes that funnier now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, go, um, go see I'll, that movie. I'll yeah. have to look up
1: the stat, but I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So if we're talking simply as a um, return man, it's it, – I, I can't really find any way for someone to argue he- Sanders over Hester.
0: Yeah. It's tough because, you know, Deion Sanders played wide receiver and cornerback, and he has touchdowns like every possible way you know, <laughs> without throwing. Uh, and He's got a lot of touchdowns. Ru- he's got a
1: rushing
2: touchdown,
0: too, I'm pretty <laughs> well, the sure. Only,
1: only the, the only person in uh, sports history to hit a home run and catch a touchdown in the same week. Yeah,
2: pretty cool. What's that? Who what was it? Was it
0: Bo Jackson that got selected to a Pro Bowl and an All Star game? I think so. In the same season, Sanders was not a fantastic baseball player. <laughs> he was okay. He's got he's got good stats for his of player. That there is something we'll never see ever again. again. Only because
2: teams invest so much money in these players, they'll never let but, it yeah. happen. Risk of injury. There's too, yeah. much,
0: too much money on the line. It's horrible because it's it's that stuff was fun. Yeah. So Deion Sanders had.
1: Um, he had to have had something else, because but he's got for kick returns for touchdowns. He's got three on his career, and then he's got six punt returns for touchdowns, and he has eight intercept or nine interceptions returned for touchdowns. Yeah, so they so that's eighteen total. Yeah. So as a return man, Deion Sanders has nine. Devin Hester has nineteen. Deion Sanders or Devin Hester wins as a return man.
0: It'll be a cool stat too, and I don't really. We could probably find it, but they don't really keep track of that. They explain uh, return yards, like total. You know. Yeah. You could find that stat, but no one ever talks about it. I'd be curious to see what, for like return yards. Yeah. Total return yards. Totally return where, yards.
2: Uh, if I could throw another name in, if Sanders is, where does Dante Hall rank then? For
1: return touchdowns.
2: For uh, as a return, like, would you put Dante Hall over Sanders? Uh.
1: Maybe. He's pretty good. He was pretty good.
2: Shout out, Eric Jankowski. Throwing the hey. Chiefs name out there. <laughs> well, he... I, Darren
1: Sproles is also yeah. up there. Darren Sproles has done some serious damage. Um,
0: is he still playing, or did he officially retire? Um, oh, I saw this thing just recently, too. Yeah, um, I mean, he's
1: he's got 12. Who has 12 return touchdowns? All punt and kicks. So... Yeah, I, uh, as a return man, simply as a return man. Yeah, but that,
0: that was the question I posed, simply better, as a return better man. Better than
1: Sanders. Because half Sanders had the record for return touchdowns, but half of it was Big sixes.
2: I mean, you, you... See, I think for me, I, w- I would be curious, like you said, to look at the yards, I guess, versus the touchdowns. I mean, the touchdowns are good, but I mean... I, I'd just be curious, like, if, if I Sanders... mean, for Christ's
1: sakes, Devin Hester has more fucking kick return touchdowns than he does receiving touchdowns.
2: Well, he wasn't a great receiver. Yeah. <laughs> He's
0: just fast. <laughs> he's very fast. He wasn't a great receiver. One of my favorite players and it's not I don't mean to bring up a, a bad shot no, at you, no, Mark. No, no, you will. But the 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 field goal return versus yep. the Giants, oh, that's one of my favorite end of the end of the half I think it was. Yeah, no, in the second half. Oh, First half I mean. The
2: Rams also did that to the Giants <laughs> once. But yeah, he Had a, a yeah, short field goal. He got a
1: missed field goal return for a touchdown. He's got five kick returns for touchdowns and then 14 punt returns. Yeah. In multiple
2: not just one, but multiple games where he done it twice in a game. See, my thing, like, the the touchdown, you can't argue. But, like, the yards thing can also play in because, I mean, you're not going to get a touchdown every time. Right. But, you know, what, so, like, if you take a punt punt return
0: and, and you can always get it to, say, midfield, or,
2: you know, okay. to always put your team in a position.
0: position. It would it'd be interesting to see the yards and, you know, how many returns. Yeah. And they t- have you to touch the ball. But it's a lot of digging yeah. just to find that information.
2: Uh, good thing we have Rebecca over there with her yeah. brand new funded
0: Mac. You're welcome. <laughs> I
2: got it for you right now. Oh, Paul already he's got it. it. He's got
0: it. Rebecca, you're fired. Just like that. <laughs> I wash my hands of it. <laughs> Give me the computer. It's mine now. You helped pay yeah, for yeah. it. You talk to my union rep. <laughs> what we're trying to say, Rebecca, is you suck. Get out. Get up. Out. It's funny, just while he's looking it up, I'm watching myself drink this beer on camera. It looks like orange soda. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Kenny Sunkist. Kenny Sunkist. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is what it's all about right here. All right,
1: so Deion Sanders, in his career, had two hundred and twelve returns on punts, two hundred and twelve returns for twenty two hundred yards and six touchdowns. So he averaged ten yards per return. And then on kick returns, he had 155 returns for 3,500 yards and three touchdowns, averaging 22.7, and his long was 100. Dante Hall, for punt returns, did 216 returns for 2,200 yards, so he averaged about 10.5 as well with six touchdowns. And then kick returns, he did 426 for 10,000 yards, Six touchdowns, he averaged 23.8, and his long was also 100. And then Devin Hester did, for punt returns, <coughs> he did 315 for 3,700 yards, 14 touchdowns for just under 12 yards per return. And for kick returns, he did 295 for 7,300 yards and five touchdowns for 25 yards a return. So he mm. beat both of them yeah. in each return category.
0: That's pretty cool. I I like to know that info. Yeah. And you know one reason why Sanders will always have a uh, tarnish cuz he had a return. He was 3 yards away from scoring. The kicker caught him. And tackled <laughs> him. Terrible. I don't think it's ever happened to Hester, not that I can recall.
1: <laughs> mm, not that close. I mean, he's he's gotten pulled down at like the 30 before. Mm. Like someone caught up to him, but never. He's. I don't think he's ever been shoestringed
0: at the goal line. He, he was about to score. I don't. He I, was like Olando Mare or some guy like that. Terrible. It's a good shot trivia question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we think almost time for a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Before yeah. we break, wanted to remind you buy our T shirt. Uh, I think Monday is the last day to order it. Um, the link I posted it today. But you can find it right on our Facebook page. It's on our Instagram page. Um, Order a shirt. Wear that logo proud.
1: Rebecca's the worst. She's using a mouse. Those are the worst kinds of people. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by people.
0: Yeah. Household appliances. Nope, 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 nope. Terrible plane pilots. That's right. The worst of the worst where the worst come from.
1: That's right. we're back for the third hour of Getting Tortured Drunk. If you're just tuning in, we are live ten to one now. Ten every to one Sunday on the PPRN Radio Network.
0: That's it. We're here every Sunday. I'm starting on my third Schaeferhofer <laughs> and uh, they got old quick. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Sunkissed. It's 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 oh I'm gonna get the camera there. Doing pretty bad at this should have just the went this way. To, that I know. Way. I wanted to have it behind me, but <laughs> There's no camera over there. No, but I meant like holding it <laughs> behind my head is what I meant. <laughs> but uh All right,
1: so we uh we Riddler, Riddler's rankings. Um we forgot to announce it before the break, but uh we'll just tail end the uh the discussion we had uh last hour.
0: So uh Red Baron, the topic you gave me? Your in your opinion, top five Devin Hester returns. Alright. So uh number five um
1: was uh his first return which was against the Green Bay Packers um it was in the i think it was the second quarter um but it was just like it was like such a great like euphoric moment cuz like we were up like 19 nothing and then he scored and put us up even bigger and it was I'm sure we lost that game <laughs> but um it was just uh, it was like so great to just see like like a number in the 20s not even close <laughs> one day it'll Monday happen it won't. Uh, number four is the uh, return touchdown to break the record um, it's not higher because unfortunately it was the only one not as a bear he did it as a falcon which I guess is kind of poetic breaking Deion Sanders record as a falcon but it just kind of sucks that 18 were as a bear and yeah. <laughs> one, one was as a falcon That's yeah. the one people are going to remember uh, Number three He uh, was a much better
2: falcon <laughs> Ask, ask anyone uh,
1: So was Brett Favre <laughs> um, Number three uh, Missed field goal against the Giants That one was pretty cool um, yep. it was just it was just awesome the way because like, it was a really long field. We were both wrong by the way. It was like like eleven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Oh, I thought it was end of the half. Um, end of the game. <laughs> but it was pretty. It was actually pretty cool because like, I didn't realize the situation. I forgot the situation. Uh, the Bears were up twenty four to twenty when Hester did that. So it, like kind of it gave him some cushion. Um, but it was like it was a really long field goal. I think it was like a fifty four yarder or something like that. Um, and it was it was just short. and Hester caught it. You know, kind of like just starts to walk a little bit. And, like, the refs kind of get lackadaisical and then just sprints out of the back of the end zone and takes it to the house. Some mean oh. blocks on that, too. If you, if you if you get the chance to watch that video again, there's some mean fucking special to. teams blocks. You don't have to watch it. No, nah, we should probably watch <laughs> it. There's Honestly, there's been some great fourth quarter punt returns, field goal returns against the Giants. Some real great ones.
0: Um, it's what they're most known for, actually. A yeah. <laughs> um, look of disgust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three,
1: or number two, I mean. Um, the... Uh, the, the, the kickoff for the Super Bowl? hmm Pretty awesome way to start off the Super on, Bowl. I thought that was gonna be numero
0: uno. That would that deserves to be the fastest scoring play. I hate that it got ruined because of that safety in the Broncos Super Bowl. I hate that. Yeah, by one second. So stupid. Snap over Peyton's head. I mean yeah. it, To start the Super Bowl. Ugh.
1: Sorry. So stupid. <laughs> and then um uh, number one was the punt return in the uh, ever-so-famous Monday night football game against the Arizona Cardinals. After the defense came alive and scored two defensive touchdowns, bring them back in the game. Olin Krutz had a very memorable halftime speech in the locker room. Uh, defense comes out, does their thing. Uh, pick six, can't remember who did it. And then Erlacher forced the fumble. Tillman scooped it up, brought it to the house. Uh, they're down six. Force a three and out. Got to punt it. Hester returns it with two and change left on the clock. Win Man, that game.
2: Imagine having the Bears defense in fantasy mm-hmm. for that
1: game. <laughs> yeah. Major right maybe with that
2: pick? No. No.
1: That was before major right. I don't know who did it. I think it was Brown. Oh, look it up. There you are. Good of those rankings. Top five Hester return touchdowns.
0: You should just go on YouTube and type in It's a lot of fun. We've watched it several times. Oh, the press (laughs) conference? Yeah. The whole game is on YouTube. That whole game.
1: It's like two hours and six minutes. I've watched it. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually fallen asleep to it before.
3: And
0: then, RIP to Dennis Green with greatest post-game speech ever. They are who we thought they were. Let them off the hook. You want to crown their ass, then crown them. But we let them off the hook. That's why we took the damn field. But they are who we thought they were. We let them off. The- There's a lot more aggression, though, than the Kendall advertised. But the words, they just Speak, yeah. speak to so Society? <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me stand up on this chair real quick. Oh, Captain, <laughs> my Captain. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're changing format. That's actually we're going to do. A- yeah. Some poetry. 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 Getting poetry. <laughs> <laughs> With dentistry.
1: <laughs> there we go. We'll you the whole scoring line. All right. Uh, first quarter. Uh, Bryant Johnson, eleven yard pass from Matt Lennart. Uh Then well, later on in the first quarter, <laughs> Anquan Bolden, twenty six yard pass from Lennart. They're up fourteen uh, nothing. Neil Rackers, forty one yard field goal, Ooh. puts the Cardinals up seventeen nothing.
0: Shout out to Neil Rackers.
1: Yep. Then Rackers again with a twenty eight yard field goal in the second quarter. They're up twenty to nothing going into the half. So the Bears are down twenty to nothing going into the half. Twenty to nothing. Now imagine all in groups, <laughs> hyping up the team. Come out, Rabbi a goal, twenty-three yard field goal. Racker hits another field goal, so now it's twenty-three to three. It was it was Brown. Oh, it was a fumble. It was a fumble return. I thought it was a pick. Mike Brown with a three-yard fumble return, and to end the third quarter, and Charles Tillman with a forty-yard fumble return, then Devin Hester with an eighty-three-yard punt return. Final score: twenty-four, twenty-three.
0: base. What an implosion! And to give up two fumble recovery touchdowns—that's so yeah. rough. That's terrible. That's a lot of points, though,
1: for the defense.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's 18 points just in touchdowns. Then you add, what, two points for the fumbles. Uh, one of them was a strip sack, so that's that's a point right there for the sack. So that's 21 points just right there. Yeah. And then they only gave up 23
0: points. So you probably only lost like five or, five or six points. Were there a lot of people playing fantasy in 2006? Yeah. yeah. Except
2: back then, it could have been... Before, it was really online, so people had to, like, look in newspapers for... Oh, that was probably horrible.
0: But fantasy's been around for a very long time. Imagine Souls doing it back then, He'd Go to flip it through the... the... Don't <laughs> trust <laughs> his math. Yeah. Nope. We're still not positive when we did the, uh, the win-loss for the games last year. <laughs> We're not positive with some <laughs> of those it numbers. was right. <laughs> I'm sure, it was wrong. I think we need uh, a neutral party to do some of that math this oh. time around.
1: But who... Nah Nah she, She'll forget I mean, Not if she year, wants to be a sometime, part of the show Sometimes we ask her Oh who had shot trivia Oh hey, Kendall Oh have... never mind That was last week <laughs> It's on my other computer
2: <laughs> We are
0: And then I have to you go You have
2: the headphones on I was paying attention. That's right Fired uh, Buy our t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> In case you weren't listening Buy our t-shirt It's around $12 Unless you're Husky yeah. Add $2 to that <laughs> Two fifty. Yep, I've done that a few times. Yep, but uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, we got we got four shirts available. I believe the the link shuts down tomorrow night. Um, we have them in gray, blue, red, orange. Um, Dope logo. They look pretty sweet. Getting a lot of a lot of good feedback. Um, check it out. You know, get our name out there. Support a cause. Uh, you know, have fun explaining. What we do, and
1: (laughs) this isn't like a sale thing. This isn't like we don't we don't like getting money for this. Want that to be known. Like you're not. It's like I'm not giving twelve dollars to those scrubs. We don't get the money. The money for the shirt is strictly to pay for for the cost of making the shirt. That's all it is. We're just trying to advertise our brand. That's it. And it's a great conversation piece. Oh, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, I got really hammered one time <laughs> and stumbled. I tried to type in porn.com it was, and ended up on this weird radio website. 11 a.m.
2: <laughs> I was already drinking.
1: <laughs> I was six or seven Fishers Island Lemonade in. Oh, man. I was oh, trying oh. to go to porn.com on my boat. Ended up on some radio
2: network. <laughs> but
1: listening ever since. I love.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, check it out. The link is on our Facebook. It's in our Instagram bio. Place the order. Uh, You also which we haven't highlighted, it's in the message on the website, but every shirt you buy will get you a sticker. We yeah. still have stickers. We're going to give a,
0: you know, every yep.
2: shirt you buy, you get one.
0: And a shout out.
1: And the special color is orange. If you buy an orange shirt, you get three stickers.
0: I bought an orange one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't get any stickers. No,
2: I
0: got a ton of stickers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, um, yeah, check them out. We appreciate it. You know, thank you guys. I
1: hope nobody for my job's listening, but like when I put up display pieces for my job, I put a sticker on the back of every display piece.
2: Nice. Yeah. You know, we want to thank you guys for listening. Every week, all right now, three of you. Rebecca, you're talking to yourself in our Facebook chat.
0: You're talking to yourself. <laughs> hey, listen, people are gonna rewatch this. <laughs> Those that viewership will go up. So But uh but yeah. Buy our shirt. We're going to say this again before the show ends, but we just wanted to really hit. The the clock is ticking on, the, on this campaign, so we really want to hammer away here. Oh,
1: also, uh, another uh, PSA, um, we have shirts, <laughs> um, short sleeve only, they come in four colors, um, uh, did we touch on this yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to recall. <laughs> so, football season's coming up. You excited? Yes.
2: Very excited. It's gonna be a great gap filler for me until the end of October. Can't wait. <laughs> I am. I'm very excited. Um
1: I'm not.
2: I wish you enjoyed it more. Nope. Ah, pains me. I'm uh because like I'm excited obviously for the Giants, but like I don't know. There's there's a lot of teams. I'm excited to see how certain players perform in year two. Like, um... DeAndre Hopkins. Cannot wait to see... It. I know it's not year two, but I just cannot wait to see what he does this year. it's well, an alien. I want to see him with a,
0: a healthy Watson for a whole season. Nah, I want to see him go to, to New watch. England and kill it. It'll be a bummer if Watson just is a bust yeah. this year. I want to see the... Hopkins see will the, have a good year. I want to see <laughs> the
1: Patriots execute a trade where they trade away, like, all their draft picks and... All kinds of like small little like useless pieces that like people think are going to be good for their team because they were good for the Patriots, but then they just suck when they go elsewhere. Yeah. So, but like I want to see them. I just I just, just want to see them get. want get T. Y. Hilton. I want to see them get DeAndre Hopkins, and I want to see them get like Le'Veon Bell. And I just want to watch that team Ugh. just explode offensively.
0: Yeah, they'd break a lot of records, I feel. <laughs> I
1: bet you Tom Brady could throw for 1,000 yards in a game if he had that. I bet you he could. You know, they'd probably be so good Bell that would finish with a, Bell would finish with
0: 150 yards without even rushing attempts. <laughs> they'd be so good that Brady would get, like, lazy and suck. <laughs> <laughs> <It> just <laughs> totally no, He would did. just be like, all right, all of you run to the same spot in the field. I'm just going to duck it. Yeah. <laughs> just lollipops it up. Someone's going to come down
2: with it. But, I mean, outside of, you know, the I want to see, like, Kareem Hunt. He was a guy, loved watching him last year. I want to see if he can, you know, keep up and not, you know, fall off like we've seen many running backs do after one good season. I mean, everyone's super high on Garoppolo. I want to see Garoppolo. what he's got. Because I don't think he's worth it See, I'm it not yet. excited
1: because there's nothing for
0: me to be excited about.
1: But why? Because there's nothing for my team to be excited about.
0: So, team, your Bears are promising. It doesn't mean they're going to win 12 games.
1: Injuries are going to happen for us again. They always do every year. Look, I'm, I'm going to be a negative Nancy, and I don't give a shit. Okay? Injuries are going to happen again. Okay? We did – We the, the Giants – Mock got a, a small look into the window of what it's like to be a Chicago <laughs> Bears fan. You think that was terrible? He got to see all that happen in one game? No. That wasn't terrible. You know why? Because it happens for us every season. And it's not just like, oh, damn, we lost our third string receiver, our backup center. No. No. We lost everyone, and they all are just hurt that, forever. That game was terrible, though. And then, it was all on the same drive. <laughs> on top of it, you add in, now everybody's thinking they're the sleeper team. They're this team that could make a huge splash in the North. So now expectations are high, and they don't need to be. Because on offense, other than the offensive line, do we have anybody that's played more than two seasons? Allen Robinson,
0: that's it. And this is not even as a bear. You should have picked a uh, time for that rant. And like a,
3: well,
1: just, and everyone's, you know, Jordan Howard probably is last year in the in the the, the team because they're going to make the same mistake they always make. They're gonna they're gonna have this great piece and they're not gonna they're not gonna utilize it and they're gonna they're gonna take it and pick it apart until it's not good, and then they're not gonna have any trade value for it, so they're just gonna let him walk in free agency
2: and someone's gonna sign him, and he's gonna kill it. Then it will go to the Jets.
0: <laughs> Whatever to Jeremy Jones.
2: Langford. Because he, he looked really promising. And, I mean, Howard overtook him, but he looked He'll like he was... be on the
1: team. I don't he, know. No, I don't think so. He was looking really promising. Yeah, But it's, it's, it's going to be the same thing. Langford looked promising, Howard overtook him, and now they're going to ride Cohen's dick because he can catch the football to the backfield. Cohen can't be an every-down back. He's the size of my big toe.
2: Sure, he's fast, but he's tiny. Good morning, Mama Souls. Hello. Kyle is not here this week but let him know you were watching
1: <laughs> I don't know it's just uh, my my expectations
2: are low my hopes are lower I I think and, and I've said this to you before I I think the Bears um I think they're gonna look better I definitely think they're trending up um I mean this season is probably going to be another step but I think either maybe next year, even the year they can start making a push because I, I think the Vikings—they're not going to be able to keep everybody on that team when because all their contracts are coming up at the same time. So I think that you're going to see the Vikings have a rough time. The Lions are the Lions, and if the if Aaron Rodgers keeps getting hurt, he can't stay around forever. So you, you got to get through a couple seasons, and then that division is going to be wide open. I'd, I'd worry have to. about it when it comes.
1: <laughs> I don't have the luxury of being a fucking fan of a team that just gets to pretty much walk away with a playoff appearance in the division every week, every year.
0: It, it is a, a benefit having the Browns, who have been pretty bad for a Browns, long time. Though, but
1: I mean, like, even if the Bengals or Ravens are good, like the Steelers still make the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, look at the Patriots. <laughs> that division's usually a dumpster every year. <laughs> The Dolphins sometimes sprinkle in, you know, a 10 and 6 season, but. Maybe
1: they're due. This yeah. year they're new for it. Remember last year when, like, the New England defense was, like, the hottest pick waiver pickup of the entire season because they were playing Cutler and the, and, and the Cutler fucking roasted the <laughs> shit <laughs> out of them?
2: Yep. I watched that game with my brother. It was really funny. That was it, though. Brady playing in Miami usually doesn't go well.
1: It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Chewing tobacco, Adrian Peterson, suiting up
2: for the Redskins
1: this year. Remember that time he threw up in a game, yeah. chewing tobacco while he was playing.
2: That's very funny. Yeah, that's rough. Imagine oh my god.
0: No you mouth th- guard. <laughs> you don't I think need a mouth that, guard. Uh, long cut, all the way horseshoe. That's what I'm
2: <laughs> I think the Peterson thing. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me for the Redskins to take him.
0: I don't know. Well, that the owner, that Dan Snyder guy, definitely. Makes some questionable decisions and influences people, yeah. <laughs> probably negatively.
2: I really, I'm surprised Peterson didn't try and go to a content. You know, like a, I don't know, like a Green Bay Pack. Like they need a running back. The Pack, like I don't know. He went to a team that's. Well, more the
1: Packers th- are very high on, um, Aaron Jones or Aaron but, Jones and Montgomery. But now, I mean, Jones uh... is suspended. But but the thing oh. is, is but like the Packers don't need a. They don't need an Adrian Peterson running back. They need someone that's going to catch the ball.
2: What I mean is, go to a team that that's going to contend. The Redskins are not a contender. I mean, any team, I guess, can surprise you, but they're they're not a contender.
1: Why are the Packers still considered a contender? It's because because Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. That's what it is. Their defense is trash. It's horrible. It's horrible. Their defense is trash. They lost their best receiver. They still don't have a set run game. The offensive line has not been consistent since they won the Super Bowl. Randall Cobb is not that good. He's not that good. He's great for Aaron Rodgers. I think he would suck anywhere else. Adams is great. I'm not going to – and Jimmy Graham, yes. Jimmy Graham is going to add a lot to that team. But the Packers are not a Super Bowl contending team right now. They're not a Super Bowl contending team. I agree. The only team before we actually see football played this season in the NFC that's a contender is the fucking Eagles. And that's it. In my opinion, they're the only team. And I only say that because we don't know what Saquon Barkley is going to do. And we don't know if the Giants can stay healthy. And if the defense is going to play. What were you saying? Just to the East or the whole NFC? The whole NFC. Who else is a contender? I don't think the Rams are a contender.
2: Well, I was gonna say. The I think Rams there's still a the lot Saints. of
1: questions on the offensive side of the ball and a lot of what ifs. That's right. Until football is actually played, until regular season football is kicked off and we actually see what a team can do, if the Rams go out week one and they shut out whoever the fuck they play, Oakland, Oakland. If they shut out Oakland, get three turnovers, a sack, sure, I'll con- I'll consider them a Super Bowl contender at that exact moment in time because it means the defense was able to put their shit together for 60 minutes and they played great. You don't think
2: Minnesota can
1: No. No? No, I don't. I think Minnesota is getting super overhyped. I agree. And we're also uh, we're also relying completely on Minnesota doing everything they did last year and more
2: with a quarterback that hasn't been able to do and more his whole career. Well, what I mean I, I think Minnesota's gonna ride the defense. I don't think Cousins is gonna have to really do too much.
1: Minnesota is a textbook reason for teams that are really good that don't make it to the super bowl and that is that the offense and the defense cannot play good at the same time that game against new orleans the offense was lights out on fire unstoppable and their defense looked like garbage drew Brees lit them the fuck up and i understand that drew Brees is an all-star caliber quarterback only in the second half doesn't matter though but but the the defense didn't show up for 60 minutes we just we talked about just Arizona and Chicago. Arizona's team was there and played out fucking rageous defense for 60 minutes. They played fantastic for 60 minutes. The Bears didn't score a single offensive touchdown in that game. But the offense only came to play for 35 minutes. And look what happened. You had a good team... Because that's what's going to happen to Minnesota. Minnesota's going to come in and their defense is going to be playing lights-out football, but their offense isn't going to be synced up and they're not going to be playing well. And they're going to be playing a team like maybe the Rams. The team, you know, if the Rams defense gets on point. The Rams defense is not going to need any help in scoring 21 points. They can do it them damn The Giants have the ability to go out and score defensive points if they yeah. need to. If they can get on the same page and play properly, they have that ability. The Saints defense is not something to sleep on. And neither is Atlanta's defense. These are all teams that, when you go in there, if you're not playing 70% fo- you know, quality football on both sides of the ball, these teams are going to expose you. Even teams like the Bears. If the Vikings go in and they play the Bears and their defense is playing lights out, the Bears have a good young defense that gets turnovers. That's the thing. I talked about Kyle shit on me last night for picking the Bears defense, the last pick in my fantasy draft that we did. I always pick the Bears defense because they always get points. The Bears defense always get sacks, they always get turnovers, and they score defensive touchdowns, randomly. And their special teams are always lights out, on returns. Not so much defensively. But <laughs> not a plate anyway. But, they get points. If Minnesota comes in and their offense is playing like shit, it doesn't matter how good their defense plays. Especially when you play against a team like St. Louis, or L.A., sorry, or... You know, any any of those three teams that we talked about in the NFC South, any, honestly, realistically, any of the teams in the NFC East, I mean, yeah, Prescott has deep ball issues, and we're not sure how he – but, like, Alex Smith's a good quarterback. and is I, he, I'm not saying he's no, not. No, I'm, I am not saying you were, but I'm saying Alex Smith's a good quarterback. Dak Prescott can get the job done, even if it's Chad Pennington, like, inside the 20-yard – from 20 yards deep. But they've got Austin, and they've got um, Beasley, and they've got Elliott. Like these are all teams that can put up points in a hurry, offensively. If the offense shows up and the defense doesn't, the the NFL right now, and the Saints are the, the the only team. The Saints, in my opinion, the Saints and the Patriots are the only two teams that are equipped to play a sixteen game season where they can go fourteen and two in shootout style. They're the only two teams that can do it. Ben throws crappy picks from time to time. And every once in a while, the Steelers just put together a really bad offensive possession. They do. It's nothing not against you guys, but you do. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers, the the Packers. Yeah. They, they, they put together shitty offensive. The Giants do it. The Giants, the Giants will go out and they'll, they'll do six drives in a row. Well, they'll have five play, 75-yard touchdowns, drives, and then they'll go out and Beckham, Shepard, and Ingram will all drop a pass and they'll go three and out. <laughs> or Eli will throw a, throw a 17 yard in route to a wide open Odell Beckham Jr., it'll just be
2: about fifty yards too high. Uh, just, Eli likes to do the thing when someone gets in his face, he throws it at their ankles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive end company like, ha ha, ha gotcha. <laughs> Take that. Second down
1: for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say like for me, I'm not sold on the Vikings. Because I, they can't sync up on both sides of the ball. Here's my thing. They don't need to play a hundred percent football on both sides of the football. They have a talented enough team right now with a quarterback that can get it done. They only need to show up and play 60% football on both sides of the ball every week, and they could very easily go 14-2. I they can't um, link it up.
2: I think... My, my reasoning for the Vikings... I think the defense is good enough that even if Cousins has some growing pains early, the defense will be able to cover them.
1: Oh, I understand. Yeah, um, I agree with that.
2: Cousins, right now in Minnesota has the best weapons he's had in his career. And it's not even close. Um prior? <laughs> it's not even close. Diggs and prior. Thielen <laughs> Diggs and Thielen are a legitimate one and two combo. Thielen's better than Diggs. I don't care, but that's that it just doesn't matter who you put one, who you put two. They are a legitimate one and two.
1: They have Kyle Rudolph.
2: Kyle Rudolph every year is average. He's, he's average. He's average. <laughs> but I but he's a good tight end. He's a good receiving tight end. He's hurt a lot, but he's a good receiving tight end. Dalvin Cook was looking very good. He got hurt. I mean, we don't know what he's going to be when he comes back. But behind him, you have Latavius Murray, who's a thousand yard. Like the the my team.
1: Other, my other thing for the Vikings too is, is, they don't play as well in big game situations. You're right. And they have to play the big team. One side of the football really doesn't show up. Like, the, the defense in the second half against the Saints was terrible. The whole team was absolute cheeks against the Eagles in the NFC Championship <laughs> game. They were so bad. That's they lost. They phrase. gave... Not only did they give up 34 points, but they couldn't score into double digits.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I said... And that's coming off a
2: walk-off touchdown win. Shout I, out, um, Jeff Martin. I, I think... If if, if we not see... Sold. I'm not I'm just not sold. On that's fine. That's fine. I... I... I your reasons are valid. But if Cousins comes in and clicks with this team right away, the the Vikings can be a serious force this year and next season. After next season, it's going to fall apart. Because almost every defensive player, worth anything, is going to be a free agent. And you're not going to be able to re-sign everybody. No, that's true. So, Side note,
1: uh, there's a little on-topic but off-topic. Now, sports-related, so it works, our... Uh, Two of our fearless crew members, um, co host and social media expert, Maxine Washable and Kyle. Um, sports sports Outsider.
2: Sports Outsider. Sports
1: Outsider, the man of many names, are uh, the newest additions uh, coaching a fall ball team. Yeah, they gave um, us
2: a Little League team.
1: Yep, they're going to be doing, uh, I mean, uh, you said give a little. Attendance will be a little spotty-ish. It yeah, there, early. there may
2: be shows we have to leave early and, and whatnot. Like that. That's
1: fine. But my question is, next week, I know your practices start Tuesday. Yeah. Do you guys have a game that weekend?
2: I don't think so. So you guys will be here
1: for three hours on Sunday?
2: Um, barring anything. So
1: next Sunday, fantasy football overload. Three hours of fantasy
2: football. Yeah, me and, uh, and Souls were talking about He wanted us to do it today. But I was like Kyle, you're not going to be here, so so. Well, no, it's
1: perfect. It's perfect because it's it's great for the five of us. will do all our homework and stuff like that. So we can have stuff to talk about because it's great for us because we'll have our draft after that. Yeah, our draft is like two days after that.
2: Yeah, or three. I don't know. It's changed. Also, now that you mentioned that, I wish Kyle was here because I'd slap him in the stomach. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw. He was telling everybody for months that Monday, whatever the date was, is that, yeah. is that the second? I second. Think. That's our draft. You yep. have all this time. Take it off of work. You have all this time. Can <laughs> we move he, it to Wednesday? He changes the draft and doesn't tell anybody. He put he it in a group chat. After I texted him, um, he didn't. Say, and I
0: said, "Kyle, did you change it?" Oh yeah. Uh, I was like, y- "You just weren't gonna tell anybody? <laughs> Show up to the house. Oh, what are we doing here?
1: Because <laughs> I got some serious. I'll save him for next week. I'm gonna. I'll dip into one right now. But I'll, I'll really, I'll really lay into it next. Scooper week. cup. No, no, no. <laughs> Cooper Cup's never rated high enough. It's... Cooper Cup! Co- no, Cooper Cup. Cup. Here's my thing. I understand PPR. I understand point systems and how they work for fantasy football. I've been playing fantasy football for over a decade. I know how it works. I've been playing fantasy football since 2008. Okay? Newspaper days. And... Well, no, actually, when we played 2008, 2008, what we did was... Um, we had we did head, the head-to-head matchup things and stuff like that, but... So, our it was a money league, and the way it worked was you drafted your team, and you got, uh it was 24 players. Wow. No, but once the draft was over, whoever was left was left. They weren't on anybody's team. Ooh. So, if... No bueno for Mach. If, if, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, if, if fucking Wims goes the first four games of the season, and he has 18 touchdowns and 1,400 yards in eight games, it's going to look really nice doing that on the waivers.
2: Because nobody's gonna have them. You know, but, I like to make at least ten moves before the season starts. <laughs> so this season's gonna be tough because we're drafting the day before Week One starts.
1: <laughs> so get busy. I was the, so so the way it worked was it was a money league and it was a point thing. So it was one fifty to buy in to play, and every week whoever scored the most points got fifteen bucks, and then the overall winner point wise got like the rest of the pool money or something like that. It was some, but the way it worked was. Because if it wasn't online, what we did was, was I think it was the first year that the, the NFL package thing was available. So, the guy that ran the league, he went out and he, he used to work for uh, like a refurbished appliance thing. So, he bought a bunch of really shitty old tiny little TVs nice. for like 20 bucks a TV. And so, he had one up for every game in his basement. And he used the package and we would watch. And everybody, if you didn't come... It was fine if you didn't come, that was no really big deal. But if your your team was the one that scored the most points, you didn't get your money, the fifteen bucks. So we would all go to the house on Sunday and we would watch football from one to
2: eleven. It was kind of like hanging out at Kyle's house, right?
1: <laughs> and but and then you would sit there and you would you'd watch the games and stuff like that. And and everybody Whoa. everybody was given a team, and you kept track of all the points from the players that were scoring on that team. And then they were all added. And then the, the commissioner would add them all up on Tuesday. It's a big team effort.
2: <laughs> big team effort. Seems like a lot of work for 15 bucks, <laughs> Right? Not when you win the whole thing.
0: <laughs> it was 2008.
2: But
1: anyway, so this is, my, this is my one. So, fantasy football, we'll do, uh, throw it out there now. I mean, we can always change it around, but we'll do, uh, you know, obvious, you know, the studs, guys to look out for. We we'll can do that for an hour, sleepers, things like that, uh, gripes, things like that. So my big thing is I have two huge gripes. With the fantasy rankings that we did ours through Yahoo yesterday, the rankings are terrible. Saquon Barkley and Dalvin Cook. Saquon Barkley was rated the eighth best player to pick.
2: Oh, no, 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 I, I have I have a retort.
1: And Dalvin Cook was rated, I think it was fourteenth. Now, give me your
2: retort. My retor- it, it's it ha- really has nothing to do with Saquon. Um, if we look back a couple years, Zeke's first season. He was rated fourth best player. It, it's just, it's it's speculation. That, that's all it is. I, I don't think Saquon should be that high, because we don't know. We don't know.
1: Why is Dalvin Cook rated 14th?
2: It's, it's purely because he looked good. He got hurt, but he looked great before he got hurt. How many
1: yards did he rush for last year?
2: Uh, How many
1: overall points did he score last year? Four.
2: No <laughs> um, definitely more than four, but
1: you have to, you don't have to look it up that's fine I don't need you to look it up
2: I want to say but, he had close to 500 yards because he got hurt kind of early okay that's fine. how many players have we seen
1: do things like that
2: oh absolutely. to start a
1: season to, to start a season and play the rest of the season and suck
2: oh i I agree
1: how many yards did Jordan Howard rush for last year? Over 1,000. Yeah, what, 14? Is that that high? I don't think it was that high. I think it was like 12. Not sure. But played the full season. Back-to-back 1,000-yard-plus seasons. Ranked 24th. Good point. Dalvin Cook played four games, and he's ranked 14th. Dalvin Cook, ranked 14th. Played three games in his whole career. Saquon Barkley, yet to take an NFL snap, ranked sixth.
2: LaShawn McCoy, 48th. Here's the reason for McCoy. They think he's going to miss time because of the domestic thing. Because I I was wondering why he was ranked so low. Aaron Jones was ranked 56th, and he's suspended
1: for four games. He's guaranteed not playing the first four games, and he was ranked 56th. Mark Ingram was ranked 39th, and he's not playing the first four yeah, games. I, and he's playing backup to Alvin Kamara this year now. You, you can't always look at the ra- the rankings. Saying, are... It's asinine how it works. And uh... Cam Newton ranked 14th, <laughs> six spots higher than Tom Brady.
2: Wow. Tom Brady never gets fantasy love, though. I, I hate Tom the guy Brady but was he never projected gets
1: projected on the fantasy forecast to score over 100 more points than Cam Newton yeah. this year. Um to to run back. Cook now, and that's the project that and that, that's the thing. So people a big argument that I I got with someone about that was, "Well, Cam Newton is going to do something that Tom Brady's not going to get." And I'm like, "Well, what?" And he's like, "He's going to get rushing yards and rushing touchdowns." I understand that. But projected overall points puts all that Brady's in. Brady's
2: going to have more touchdowns and less picks than Cam Newton. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and the, But the thing is, it, it projected overall points, yeah. it's going to state that. How are you going to rank Tom Brady, not just Tom Brady, how would you rank any anybody, any quarterback, four spots lower, four, five, six, seven, however many spots, even a one spot lower, when they're projected to get almost 100 more points? 100 points? 100 points. See, that's the I don't, I don't know. That's a lot of fucking points. It and is. How many games in the past three years have you lost by less than eight points? All of them. (laughs) So that Tom Brady's going to average about eight points more a game than Cam Newton. That means you have Tom Brady all those years. You win those games. uh, How the uh, hell does
2: that work? I don't know what else they put into their. I don't think it goes purely off the points. Um, I don't know. Also, but but you are.
1: We could. I could sit here. I could probably. I could probably have to go to a second hand to name you Tom Brady's weapons. I'm pretty sure I could get away with less than a hand on Cam Newton's weapons. McCaffrey, Olson, Funches I don't know if Ted Ginn's still there. I don't think. He I is. don't think he is. I think he was a. There's Saint some young. There's some young around. receiver. I can't remember his name, but there's a young receiver they're really hyped on there. Okay. I think they,
2: they. I think they drafted a receiver. Yeah, there's
1: a young kid they're really hyped yeah. up on there. Edelman, Gronk, one, two, three, four, five, six running backs. <laughs> I mean, Burkhead, White. Um, um, no, not White. White's gone. Right? Is it White that? Who James left?
2: White. Uh, Dion Lewis
1: left. Dion Lewis left. But James
2: White whoever the fuck they are other backup Chris Hogan uh, to go back, Delvin Cook last year played four games on 74 attempts he had 354 yards. So he was averaging 4.8 yards per carry.
1: take anything away from that. that's great.
2: That's why but that that's why they're looking at it saying all right he got hurt early so he had the recovery time. And, and we see players now. it's not like like the the ACL tears, they, they happen so frequently. The doctors have gotten so good. like that. Kevin players... White
1: has had a lot of recovery time. Well, <laughs> It doesn't but mean he just, shit. He
2: just always gets hurt. But how do you know that's not Dalvin Cook? Oh, we don't know. We don't know. You're absolutely right. We don't I'm just know. Saying, rank him high. That's fine. Because he's a good catcher out of the backfield and he's
1: got Kirk Cousins and all this stuff. I, I understand. Rank him high. That's fine. But he shouldn't be higher than a running back that has played two seasons... Without missing a game and rushed for a thousand plus yards in each of the seasons, he shouldn't be rated higher than a running back that is speculated to miss time. Even though he was only one of eight rushers that went over a thousand yards last year, and is yep. an absolute monster out of the backfield catching the football.
2: I don't know if Peterson's taking the hit. Just, I mean, because there's nothing else really happening offensively. Like the you know the the quarterback situation's a mess. I I don't know. Because I did a mock draft a couple weeks ago and I thought the same thing. McCoy was oh, way low. Draft. Yeah, that's right. McCoy was way low, and I I couldn't figure out why. Kyle got McCoy last last night in the fifth round.
1: The fifth round. That's absurd.
2: Yeah,
1: I
3: agree.
2: That's absurd.
1: Fifth round.
2: But the hey, fifth round. Let's save the fantasy chat. For next week. Next week. Gonna,
1: no, because I'm going to punch Kyle in the face next week, and I know.
2: I get mad
0: with Next week on Facebook fantasy. Live,
1: Mark and I are switching seats. I, no, you know what? Screw that. Because Kyle pisses Mark off, too. Kyle's sitting between us. <laughs> and I'm giving Jeff one of those gopher things so that he can slap Kyle with it from across the
2: table. Kyle, Kyle only gets mad because he's such a homer. And he hates hearing, you know, bad things about his team and good uh, things about teams he, he doesn't like. so...
1: Well, oh, no, he he wasn't in the room. I forgot he would have gotten so mad because I wanted him. To, I was like, "You need to come out in the living room." Because Bob and I were having a discussion, and Bob agreed with me that there is a certain amount of luck that goes into fantasy football. It's of not course, luck. there is. There's a lot of skill that goes into it. I I won't. I'm not going to agree with Kendall. It's not all luck.
2: It's not all luck.
1: There is. There's cool, a cool. lot of. I understand injuries, people having bad seasons. There there is a certain amount of luck, but there is a lot of skill that goes into it. Yeah. I, in terms of doing your homework and stuff like that, like like going in, like the ninth round pick, you know most people that play fantasy football, if they had picked up Joe Schmo, receiver from Carolina, the rookie, I don't know his name, but if they picked him up, a lot of people would be like, oh, it was just luck because you didn't know the season was going to happen. But most, but the, the few people that did the research and realized what was happening and stuff like that, that's skill. that You, yeah. you did that work and you, you, all that stuff. But there is a certain amount of luck that goes into it. Of Kyle's course. full of shit.
0: The argument I have with Kyle all the time is, yes, there is a degree of logic. I, I draft Chris Gregg for the humor of it, but I'm not starting Chris Gregg. Of course not. That's preposterous. But you should. Oh, that'd be hilarious. The, the thing but. is,
1: so the, the argument that I'll always have against Kyle is Kyle always drafts one guy in the first six rounds. That's a huge bust. Always. So that's why there's a certain amount of luck that goes into it. The The more logic than luck that goes into it argument is because you got to be a certain kind of idiot to draft Eddie Lacy number one.
2: Overall. <laughs> you just hold, on, hold on, here's the double whammy there. When everybody tells you not to. But hold on, let me give you the double whammy. That season... I offered Kendall, because I was hurting for running backs, and I had a plethora of receivers. I offered Kendall straight up Antonio
0: Brown for Eddie Lacy, and he you turned got, me away. you got to stand by your first pick. You it was my first, first pick. That's not true. No, 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 no but I had the first overall. No, but I'm what saying, it. he was my well, – first
1: just... overall pick's not any different than Mock having
0: the sixth pick. It's still his first pick. No, but the entire draft, you have to stand by it no matter what.
1: No. Yeah. You could have you no. been a you got
0: back-to-back you got to. season winner. Uh, I think that was the year after. Was it? I think I could be wrong, but I, I think it was the year after. The year after I won, I kind of did a not so promising thing <laughs> after, anyway. But I, I, I could be wrong. Also, what would you win for? that season, Kendall's club Nothing. Was no money involved. I won nothing. <laughs> Greatest fantasy season Actually, ever. You know
1: what happened after that fantasy season? Kendall bought uh, Kyle's cousin Chris a twelve pack of Newcastle to trade him for a Star Trek toy.
0: Actually. Chris is listening, I still owe you that beer. Did that happen? I got the Star Trek thing. I didn't give him the beer. Chris found some Star Trek toy well, in like, his
1: attic or something like that, like a side cubby thing when he was cleaning out his house when he was moving. And Kendall was like, I'll give you a
0: 12-pack of Newcastle for it. You know, I don't know if I did. I'm thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> so, Chris, if you hear this, I owe you, I think. So Fill
1: him up with chocolate milk and give him to him.
0: So,
2: so, we're talking football. Now, Paul, you, you're telling me you're not super excited about the season.
1: Uh, football for me is, but is exciting up to week four. But,
2: but I want to know. I, I want to know the one thing about the Bears that you are excited for this season.
1: Akeem Hicks. All right, Akeem Hicks could quietly be top five
2: in sacks this year. I say. Had to think for a second because I thought you were talking about former Giants receiver, and I was Akeem, like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> When did he sign with the Bears?
1: Uh, probably Akeem Hicks.
2: But, I mean, it's not its not to see Trubisky in year two. Because
1: and... people are hyping him up too much. It, uh, here's the thing. Last year, he didn't play terrible, but he didn't play great. He wasn't really unable to unleash his true potential because it was a lost cause season. And they came in and they brought him weapons, and that's fantastic. And I'm glad they did. And, you know, Cohen's got a lot of hype coming in behind him. And, you know, Howard is going to be Howard. And, but there's, there's all this hype about him. And the thing is, is I haven't seen him. Like if I had at least one game to go off of last year, where he actually unleashed his potential and went out and threw 38 passes. And even if it was for 195 yards, two touchdowns and three picks, like I I saw what he could do having like an excessive amount of passing attempts. I didn't see that. And so no, I'm not really that excited about what Trubisky is going to bring to the table. Um, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I, hope, I hope the Bears do. And I, I'll admit that I'm wrong. I'm not gonna, you know, I am gonna, don't have to worry about being a dick rider or a bandwagon fan. I've been a fan of them my whole life. I've been with them all the bad seasons they've had. So but you, you excited for December 2nd? Yeah, are we going? Uh, yeah. Then yeah, I'll be excited for <laughs> the first four weeks and then week 14. <laughs> Nobody else can go, though. It's just you and me.
0: Okay. Secret, wear secret
2: Secret game.
1: Shorts. Ooh, no. Yeah. New York in December. Shorts and mesh. Yeah, well, we said the same thing about Pittsburgh in November. <laughs> and Paul packed shorts and t t-shirt. And everybody else was sweating the balls off. Especially that guy in the Tony the Tiger costume, who Grr. later got his ass kicked in the bathroom. Well, he got beat up
2: before his game. Did you see his face? <laughs> but, uh, so, so then the same question to Kendall. Is there something about, you know, the Steelers season this year that has you... Get, gets the engine right yeah
0: uh, well I'm hoping to see another big year for Antonio Brown I like uh, he's got the five seasons of uh, 100 receptions something to that effect. I'd like to see that trend continue Is that, it's cool it's cool. I don't know if we'll, I don't know if we'll see that again I mean so that's what I'm excited about. see I like
1: having Howard on my team because it's still traditional bears football. It's a ground and pound up the middle power back type of thing. With the young defense that's coming in, yeah. they're getting back to Chicago Bears football.
0: Do you think Bell straying away from Steelers football. I agree. I prefer that style of football anyway. No, Kendall's Kettle's, Kettle's well, all about yeah, the I'm, pass now.
1: It's all about the pass.
0: I'm never going to defend that. All I, all I, I, I love do that you, traditional. Do you think
2: Bell resigns? Um, realistically?
0: Realistically, I've kind of gone back and forth in my head. Right now, I'm thinking no.
1: No, the Bears are going to win fucking seven games this year and look like a contender for the year to follow. And then the fucking Bell's in to sign with the goddamn Lions.
2: I uh I don't think, I don't think Bell stays in Pittsburgh.
0: I saw this thing too, and I don't know if it's even. It was like on ESPN. I don't know if he's worth the money because I saw this all this thing about these running backs being Bell still considered young. I guess. After a certain age, the decline. If it's worth the money, so the I thought thing. it was interesting.
1: See, but I hate that for running backs. Like, you're considered a young running back until you're 26, and then once you hit 27, you're on your decline.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, it, it's, it, it's
2: arbitrary. The, but here's the I thing thought about Bell. I, Bell's point is he he's not a running back. I know he's listed as one, but Bill said, you know, I he had what seven, eight hundred yards receiving. He he's saying he's both. Which the Steelers use him as both. I mean, there's plenty of plays where Bell's lined up in the slot and yeah. he's running routes. But, um, I mean, the guy's been in the league for what five? Is it five years now?
0: I think it's five.
2: And he's played one full season. Whether it's injury or you suspension, know, yeah. suspension. It. How how do you get behind a guy and give him all this money
0: when? In one he's played a full season once the thing is you know we got incredible talent that you know we're waiting to see we finally got that full season with all you mentioned and we have an organization that is traditionally very stingy
2: the other the other the side of it is. the other side of it and I know he wasn't on the team last year but D'Angelo Williams when he stepped in for Bell he was great I'll never understand why he didn't get another he well now he's wrestling but yeah. <laughs> he was great. So I mean, is it that Bell's that good as a running back, or was it you know the offensive unit is just a good environment for running backs to succeed? When Bell was out, Williams was having hundred yard games. Yeah, but he-
0: we're, we're, Williams was still still good. He was he was older, but I think if a guy like would I love Fitzgerald Toussaint for the ridiculousness, but I don't think he would be as in that role would not be nearly as good.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's a, like a different argument. But I mean, if you brought in like a like a a B cor- a, a B running back. Would he like? Would he have the success that Williams had? If you brought in a Carlos Hyde or a, a Alfred Morris, would they like have that. success as a Steeler?
0: I think they. I
1: think they would. So, so that's what I mean. So, again, like Fitzgerald's was on is hilarious, but you can't. You can't bring like he. I Bell,
0: just. I just figured he's on the roster.
2: Bill is an incredible player. They're, you can't take it away from him. But like I said, we saw. Um.
0: D'Angelo Williams come in and have. I think success. someone to answer your question. I think someone could come in and have the same level of success as Williams did. So, that being said, I mean, do you give Bell the money? I don't think I do. I, I I like him as a player. I like him a lot. I'll be kind of heartbroken when if he goes, but it's just it's too much money and too much risk. It's tough. I mean. I know Kyle's
2: throwing the argument at me, too. I mean, Odell's kind of the same thing to a degree. I mean, the only difference is, is we've seen the Giants' offense without Odell, and it's not pretty. You know, at least – not yet. I mean, Barkley is still a unknown, but our offense ran through Odell. When he wasn't on the field, it was, it was ugly. Um, his contract is going to hurt. But it's the same thing. I mean, he's been in the league, I think, four years, and – has missed a lot of time due to injuries i mean it it, it's hard to justify giving the guy the money when he's not giving you 16 games a season right but i mean they're gonna do it and i I want the giants to resign beckham and it's gonna hurt (laughs) the contract's gonna hurt is it's tough you know it's nice when you have those superstar players on their rookie contracts, right? <laughs> That's when it's great. <laughs> beer reviews. Well, you know the Dogfish Head, sixty minute. It's 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 a staple in most bars. It's always there.
1: Lasts you one hundred and eighty today. What sixty minute lasts you one hundred and eighty today? <laughs>
2: yeah, um, you know it. it it's a great, great tasting beer. You can find it literally anywhere. If you see it, get it. You'll like it.
0: I had the Schafferhofer. (laughs) Hilarious name. Grapefruit.
1: From where, though?
0: Uh, Parts unknown. Imported from Germany. Who makes it? I couldn't tell you.
1: (laughs) Probably Schaffenhofer.
0: Maybe. Importer Ratterburger Group. Norwalk, Connecticut. Shout out, Connecticut. It's tasty. Not the low percentage. It's like a soda. It was just an easy drink. If you like stuff like that, go get it. Three, probably not ideal taste-wise, but... <laughs> Ridley, your
2: natural ice? Yes. What, what would you give it on a scale of one to seven? Yeah. One. All right, what about one to three? One. <laughs> one to One. One. <laughs>
1: Uh, it was just, you know, it's, it tastes like piss, and it's 5.9%. <laughs> <spear>, beer, baby. <laughs> it's gross. Um, and then uh, the and cleanup was the uh, Natagasser at Lager from uh, Rochester, New York.
0: Yep. Not made in Rhode Island. Really? Yep. Sad news when I found that out. Wow, what a sham. Yeah.
2: I'm going to raise some hell at the Rhode Island house at the Big E this year. I think
0: the
1: lager is brewed in a bigger facility in New York. I think all the other stuff is in Rhode Island.
2: Well, I'm going to be like, these are fucking liars. This is a
1: <laughs> sham. It's like Goose Island. Like, they all like all the stuff that yeah. can ship to New England is all made in a facility in New York for easier shipping. And all the limited shit is made in Chicago. Um, yeah. Nah, yeah. Uh, two beers... Probably give it a five out of twenty. <laughs>
0: five. Yeah, that's serviceable.
1: Great for if you're trying to drink mass quantities. Not if you're having one of each. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shirts, shirts. We got a uh, blue, orange, red, gray. Getting sports with drunk shirts.
2: They're on our Facebook. They're on our Instagram. Get they in. They could there. be on your back. That's it. Boom. Get in there. Um, you have till tomorrow. Tomorrow, everything closes up. Cheap shirt. Yeah, it's a cheap shirt, good
1: quality, great logo, great
2: great support. I believe group. I was reading a thing on the Custom Ink website. I believe this shirt is also made with like recycled plastic or something. <laughs> like it's a it's a cotton t shirt. Somehow they use like recycled environmentally file. friendly. Yes, yes, it's a, it's a green green. We don't print. offer green, but it's a green. <laughs> shirt. It's there not in green, <laughs> but hey, yeah, buy a t shirt. Um, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us nice. on Instagram and Twitter. Getting sports or drunk, GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag
1: GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's drinking grapefruit soda
2: or slapping Kyle in the stomach. Uh subscribe. Oh. Hello, Uncle Bob. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. We're here on the PPRN Radio Network every Sunday from ten to one. Ten to one. Um be sure every Tuesday and Wednesday. Is the Peter Pino show here on PPRN from 7:30 to 10:30 PM? Um, and tune in all the time for great music and content on the PPRN Radio Network. Yes, download the app. Format changes are—you know—they're happening. They're underway. Changes in fact. A lot of good stuff happening here. Be sure to check it out. Hello, Carl. <laughs> but until next time, make sure
1: to watch sports. Stay drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler.
0: I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. No. Wow. And I'm the Red Baron. No. Yow.